Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. All right. <laughs> I know. I'm like, we're all doubting ourselves, though. Do we, want, do we know what we're doing here? I don't know. No, no. I mean, it really was freaking problems on him. All right, let's get started then. All right. All right. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And Andy. Hey, now. Yeah, put a little more. I guess you're still tired, huh? I'm tired, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, put hey a little now. more oops into it, but. Uh, I almost went. Tired. Uh, hey, now. Oh jeez! Oh, I can't take that. That, that, was a, that was a little bit too tired. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was a little too feminine for me. Sorry, all Shut right, up, all Kevin. right, all right, all right, guys. There this is, is episode one eighty six. Urcha recap. Urcha recap. Yes. Uh so I mean, we can go about everyone's week. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it. No. But, uh, we all did the same damn thing. Yeah, yeah, more or less, right? Yeah. yeah. Rachel was a blast. Yep. <laughs> I wrote, eh, it was okay. <laughs> Only joking, though. And then, Andy, what'd you write? Uh, I went to a small fun fly. Yeah, I think it is a small fun fly at this point. <laughs> no. We'll get we'll get into that. There's a final pilot's count, and it was way under what... Um, definitely way under the heydays but it's also even way under than last year so i have three things to say about urcha man right off the top oh my god that's it those are my three things to say it was awesome yes 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 okay so let's go right into the main topic and i know we kind of spoke about it and we probably spoke about i didn't even listen to it yet but we probably spoke a little bit about it in 185 about um getting to urcha and first impressions of this year and stuff like that but um let's kind of go over it again right Okay. So, Andy, you kind of checked out there first. So yeah. I, you start off. I left. I, of course, towed the camper. So, I left here Tuesday night around probably 8 o'clock, 7 okay. o'clock. I was delayed about three hours from when I really wanted to leave. So, I drove three hours and then we spent the night on the road like in a Walmart, and then I arrived at Urcha, or arrived there in Muncie uh, Wednesday, uh, kind of right afternoon, so about 1 o'clock, I guess. And then took a little while to get set up, set up the camper, set up the pop-up, the tables, all that kind of stuff. So it ended up being about a seven-hour drive for me. Maybe right. seven and a half with fuel stops and stuff. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad at all. Yeah. So you guys had it easy, though. Yeah. I'm jealous. Steve says we have great friends, man. We have great friends, dude. I mean, yeah. you're on that list, Andy, because you let us stay in your, your camper, man, yes, the yes. whole time. You provided the, the hotel for us, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, kind of go into that, right? So, so I, I posted online that you know we got the, the we have the best friends in the hobby because you you and Rob especially have enabled us to travel with that VIP kind of I'm doing air quotes mm-hmm. VIP status, which is basically we just we, we you know took a lift to the airport and we took an hour and a half flight 
And then we were in Indiana. We did a car rental. Drove an hour to the rich, uh, you know, to Muncie from Indianapolis, and we were there. Like that was our travel time. It was, it was really ridiculous, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, compared to everyone else who actually drive and love yeah, or even there. flying. Like I can't think of a better way to go because even most people that fly have to get a big ass case and take yes. the helis apart. Yes, yes. Pack yes. them, ship their batteries. It's just a big pain in the ass all the way around. Yes. You guys just put all your stuff in Rob's truck yeah. and then just fly out here like a couple of assholes and then all your shit's there. <laughs> assholes, VIP, sure. Same thing. <laughs> At one point, Steve on the plane said, uh, do, do you have any Grey Poupon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, to the, to, to the commuter jet right next to us, you know, yeah. that, that basically yeah. I could reach out to was so damn small. <laughs> Yeah, t- yeah. Explain the your flight. I want to hear because you were sound like you're in the world's tiniest jet. Yeah, so we weren't on a turbo prop or nothing. We were on a regular jet, and right. you know it's funny because before we got on a plane, we're talking. You know, Kevin and I are talking about it. And we're like, "Oh man, this plane's gonna be small." We're looking at the plane; it looks small from the outside. Um, and then we started making like he was like, "Oh, okay. Well, he's like, I'm. Uh, what was it? You're." D and I'm C, right? Right. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah. So you got the window, I got the aisle. <laughs> and then he's like, and then you made a joke. You want to say the joke? Well, we get on the plane, we we round the you know the plane door cor- and go start going down the corridor, and, and there's three seats, and I have seat D. So I'm like, where the yeah. hell am I sitting? Am I gonna be like outside the plane? <laughs> outside the plane, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, no, it was like A, the aisle was B, and then C and D. But yeah, yeah. I don't know Not about that. that. The joke like that you were saying was that um, you were like. Well, at least, at least, <laughs> at least you're not both the window and aisle seat. <laughs> right. And yeah. come turn the corner, we're like, oh, <laughs> there is <laughs> row A is literally the window and aisle seat. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, unusual. Like, I've flown on some of those small jets and stuff mm-hmm. that hold like 30 people, but usually it's either two and three or two and two. Yeah, I've never two seen and two one that's usually. one and two. That's yes. odd. So it's one and two. That means they have. Only half the um, uh, what do you call it? The overhead cabinet space, right? Yeah. Right, because your head was <laughs> basically walking where the other one would be. Um, there was no business or first class or anything. It was just straight right. up just like big open tube. Yeah, that's it. What else did I think was funny on that trip? Oh, I was I was joking around. I was like, you know, we had row eight and we were kind of like in the middle of the plane. People, people on the looking at their tickets are going to be like, oh, we got row 16. We're going to be up front. No, you're going to be at the back of the plane. <laughs> There's yeah, yeah. only like 18 <laughs> rows on that plane. And not yeah. only that, they're like, you know, because they have their different group numbers, right? So they're like, okay, oh, group oh. one, group two, right? And usually it's like group one and it's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, group two, another 20 minutes, group three, another 20, 30 minutes. It takes a while to board like a big jumbo jet or something, right? This time it was like group one, group two. Group three, yeah. group four, group five, all groups. They were like, what the hell? Like, they didn't even wait. It was just like, they just started randomly just calling all of them because uh-huh. the plane that's was a, so small. That's about the tempo they called them at, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a little bit slower, but it was, it was funny because, like, group one and group two, they're like only five seats apart or something. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, we did have a safe flight there. Um, landing was kind of interesting. Um in fact, landing, landing in both times was interesting. I was going to say, yep, I was just yeah. going to say that landing both both ways was interesting. Yeah, so you want to talk about the landing in Indianapolis? I remember the one coming back to Newark. 
Well, they're both kind of the same. It felt like we were definitely getting a crosswind because we landed sideways. Because we oh, kind of nice. landed a little bit, and then it was like, and then you, you felt the shuffle, like it just kind of hooked to the left a little. Mm. But the one on the way back was way worse. Yeah. Newark was like he drifted in. He hit the ground, and then the yeah. front tire hit the ground, and then it was left, right, right. left, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah, I was like, we whoa. Like, drifting like, what the? Are we in a drift car? What the hell's going on? Yeah, that was pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. So so that was interesting. Uh, also, want to make a note. I think it was really cool. Is that on a flight back, um, we had to... We were on the same flight with uh, Nick Maxwell and Christy Amante. Yeah, it was cool. definitely cool. Yeah, so we got to chill at the airport a little bit and talk. And um, Nick actually showed me his like binder that he has for F3N, F3C stuff. Mm-hmm. And all his setups and everything is pretty crazy. But like he was just kind of going over some of the maneuvers, how they like... It's interesting, you know, and you've seen them online, like when people post them and stuff, but like really it's just a description and like a little picture of a maneuver. And like you yeah. have to interpret that and figure it out. And, you know, I was kind of talking to them, like, do they ever interpret it a different way where then you like, and they're like, yeah, people sometimes contest it and stuff, saying like, no, that's what's written and that's what I did, you know? Um, but so it's kind of interesting to see that aspect of how the FIA um, sets up the move, you know, the, the maneuver list and stuff. Uh. I forgot what they call those pictures. It's like uh, something. Yeah, there's a name to it, right? Mm-hmm. The binder he had, dude, was like an inch thick. Yeah, and he had like tons of stuff. Like he had like CGI seven sixty, and just like had like these little tabs and stuff. Yeah. Wow. I hope those guys are doing good over there. Yeah, me too. At this point, what the competition starts on Sunday, so two more days when we release this on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But it was cool. It was great to just sit there and ask him a few questions, you know. We had nothing else going on. I was I was interested in the, the whole thing and, like, when they start and uh, how long it takes, and it was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, Nick's the man. And Christopher, yeah. too. We got to hang out with him a lot. And nice. he, he's funny. He's a good kid, he's right? A funny good kid. Guy. Yeah. Good guy, yeah. Dude. Always fun. All right, so first impressions of this year's Earth Chat, right? We'd like to go first on this one. Let's let Kevin go first. Yeah, I want to hear Kevin's first Urcha impression of the whole thing. Yes. Start to finish. What would you think? Jeez, start to finish? I don't know. Well, just give your thoughts. I don't know what to say. It was amazing. And I know that's word we're all throwing out there. But, man, I think I said it in the last show. The the grounds are just phenomenal. How how Mm -hmm. large of a scale the area is. You have the AMA Museum out there, which was actually pretty cool. I'm glad we, you know, went through there real quick. But the setup and the flying, and it's like, I mean, thank God we had good weather, but it was like the perfect fun fly. It was really just that. You had tons of flight room, flight stations, and everybody was, you know, the golf carts and down the line, and, you know, everybody was really cool from the vendors to all of the, the manufacturers that showed up, and it was just great to be able to walk up to you know, Luca or Brian from Mikado or Bert, you know, Kyle, just hang out and, and talk to those guys. And, you know, Bert and Kyle, I see a lot because they're on the East Coast, but, uh, you know, I've never spoken to Luca before. And yeah. guys, guys really cool. Not one, you know, uh, asshole in the group, really. I mean, got a chance to know some guys a little bit better that I thought were uh, a little on the snobbish side, but it turns out they're not. You know, you just got to get to know them. You just got to talk to them, man. Ooh, who who are these novice ones? I wonder. Just guys in passing that have said stuff to me, and 
I don't want to call him out, dude. Talking okay. about Steve Yen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that douchebag. I but... didn't want to call him out. <laughs> oh, sorry. We can talk about it after. And, you know, if people want to know what <laughs> what we talked about, well, they'll have to talk. They'll have to meet us and, and maybe give us a drink or two. And we'll, we'll spill the <laughs> But, dude, if you're into <laughs> helicopters and you fly, you know, and you fly to club or whatever, you go to fun flies, you got to go out to this. You got to do it at least you once in your to. life. Even if you're not, I mean, I'm not that good. I just went out and had a great time. It's just like you, you walk around and you see people and you talk to people that you know and, and even that you don't know, you know, and you can see some mm-hmm. phenomenal flights by some uh-huh. underage kids that are ridiculous flying. Well, it's like, <laughs> and that it's should like be us. put to bed. <laughs> put to bed. Yeah. Get them off that field. It's like I say, the, the flying is not even the fun part of it. Yeah. I mean, the flying is good. It's a great place to fly, but... It's almost secondary to to all the other atmosphere. If you just stayed up that Thursday night, the night we got there, and we're just sitting in the stands watching all the ridiculous stuff we were doing at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you would have had the time of your life. Uh huh. Yeah, and even more if you were next to us participating in the ridiculousness uh, of it all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ryan's now hands me a megaphone. I'm like, who the frig hands dumbass me a megaphone? <laughs> and I'm doing Arnold through the megaphone, yelling at everybody. And then Ethan comes out with his Ethan comes out with his freaking sixty inch plane, and he's throwing yeah. down a flight. Man, that was ridiculous. Yeah, center stage under the lights was freaking nice. It was pretty cool. It was cool, and just yeah. all of the crazy flights we saw. And I mean, I had so much fun with everybody. We're going to mention. What about your expectations, Kevin? Like, I'm sure you've seen pictures and videos and stuff. Did it meet your expectations or surprise them? Or oh, uh, it went way beyond being there. It yeah. went way beyond my, uh, you know, my impression of it from the, sure. just the pictures. Because sure. the pictures really don't do it justice when you try to explain to somebody how open that field is, or you know, just mm-hmm. that you know, the, just describing the place itself really doesn't do it justice. In the flights, yeah, it can't even do it justice in the flights. <laughs> Yeah, because I remember we were talking about it, right? You're like, I wonder how big this thing is. And we're like, dude, that's just Site 4. <laughs> like, that's not even including the rest of the, the thing, yeah. you know, because you're saying the, the oval, right? We we're saying on 185, the oval of of um, that you drove into, that's just Site 4. And that was just the main flight line. There were so many other sites beyond that. Yeah. other and Every part of the hobby, like, you know, um, control line and... Mm-hmm. From the the scale guys to the speed guys, I mean, it was just really cool just to see every aspect of the helicopter hobby, man, too, you know? Yes. Yes. But, I mean, I got a tra- chance to talk to a ton of listeners that came up. I would, that's that's actually one thing that did blow me away. Like, I was expecting a couple of people to come up and say, hey, listen to the show, or, you know, guys I've known before. But the amount of people that just came up to me just to tell me they listen and, and really enjoy the show blew me away, man. Yeah. Just yeah, amazing. it's amazing. Amazing. How many people that you like are friends with on Facebook that you never really, you know, like you'll chat here and there on Facebook or like you'll comment and you'll you'll see their posts, you'll like them and they'll like your posts, but you, you know, like you don't actually get a chance to really talk to them until mm-hmm. you know events like this. Yeah. Um, so before we go to the people stuff, because we should go into the people next. But uh, how about you, Andy? What was your uh, impressions of this year's Urcha? Since you, um, this is your one, fourth one. Oh, this it, is my fourth. Yeah. Okay fourth one it just keeps getting better every year um the nice. first two i went to i didn't know anyone you uh-huh. know i was just kind of 
did my own thing, you know, set up a pop-up and hung out, went to center stage and watched everybody, watched demos, checked mm-hmm. out the vendors, all that kind of stuff, but didn't really know anyone. Yeah. Just, uh, then after I started kind of getting some friends and knowing some people and then of course doing the podcast helped a lot. Mm-hmm. It just gets better every year. Yeah. Like you said, there's a tons of people coming up, talking to you, tell them how much they like the show, you know, different pro pilots and, and stuff like you were talking about. They know who you are and you can have conversations and hang out and do different yeah, things. So, I mean, I just have more and more fun every year I go. This is oh, the nice. first year I, I had a camper at the field and that was much better because I had always done the hotel thing. Yeah. So I'd stay out till like three in the morning and drive to the hotel and get a few hours sleep and then come back. Wait, you did that last year? Yeah. Yeah. I remember you leaving, but I thought you tempted. I didn't know you no. left left. Okay. No. So that made it a little, a little harder to get there, I guess, but so much better once I'm there. Mm-hmm. Like I had a place to go and hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, set in the air condition, whatever. And we had all our stuff. We didn't have to pack it up every night or do anything with it. We just kind of set up camp and just yeah. leave everything there. Yep. I don't really worry about it, especially where we were set up. But even on the main flight line, I see stuff sitting around everywhere. So not to say that something couldn't happen and go missing. But overall, it's a pretty good crowd. You don't have to worry about your stuff too much. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if it can happen at Flight Fest, uh, you know, it's it's got to be in the back of your mind, though, you know? Yeah. I mean, it could definitely happen. Kind of where we were set up is a little, uh, yeah. a little less likely because it's not a lot of traffic. Uh-huh. So I didn't really worry about it. <clears throat> no. But it's just cool. I mean, it's like I said, it's... It gets better every year for me. Yeah. That's great. How about you, Steve? How'd you compare it to last year? Yeah, so last year being my first year, um, it's definitely better. It's weird. Because last year I felt like I I hung out more. I felt like the the late night activities were a little bit more involved. But this year, I don't know. I feel like this year was like so much stuff was happening. I, I was talking to so many people i was doing so much stuff you know back and forth to you know being the team stuff doing some of the team stuff doing the pictures and then kind of going around and like before i knew it it was sunday morning and i was like shit i'm flying out you know like it went by so quick yeah yes absolutely it goes by way too fast you know like first year i remember it didn't feel like it went so quick and i felt like i did more but this year, I don't know why. It's just, I guess my mind was just everywhere. Plus, I did get sick one night, which I'll talk about. But um, you know that that I don't know. For me, for some reason, it was like I got there Thursday, and the next thing I knew, it was Sunday, and we're mm-hmm. flying back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I said so. to Andy at one point, "Can't I just stay for a couple more days?" I know, you know I know. It went by like quick. Ne- next year, I'm, I might. I don't know what your plans are, Kevin. Um, but I might go earlier. I might go to tu- Tuesday to to Sunday. You know, because I just I don't know. I feel well, like I'm gonna try for. I feel like, you know, we got there on Thursday and, and, you know, it was a little bit of like we got there in the afternoon and evening time. So it's like, you know, set up and kind of get everything unloaded and kind of get situated and get settled in. And then it was just like we hit the ground running. 
and and we'll talk about that <laughs> yeah um you know and then before you know it it's like okay we got to pack everything back up and give every, rob all our stuff and coordinate that and and then you know we're we're on back on the plane so um but i i gotta say that this year um i definitely felt like my f- i've i was more comfortable flying mm-hmm. yes um I you know, just because I guess it was my second year there, so I kind of knew the the lay the land with the box and the, you know flying with like those big, uh, what are they like big banner things that are out there on the field? There's a Mikado yeah. one and there's the Scorpion one that's really far out there. And you know, last year I was pretty nervous about flying around those things because I didn't want to hit them or crash. Really, those are way out there. I know, but I flew. I fly only way like out there. Ten feet tall, or if that. So oh, they're bigger than that. But yeah. Um, you know what's funny about that? And and I'm going to say about the field flying at Urcha, I feel like I tend to fly higher and further away because okay. there's more field. Mm-hmm. Like our field is like covered in trees. So there's there's a limitation. Like I, there's a certain point where I feel like I'm going to hit the trees. So I don't fly past that. And I don't yeah. fly too high because then it's like, you know, I'm way above the tree line. It just kind of, you know, takes away at the, the thing. But, like, because it's such a big open field, I didn't notice that I was flying way out there. Like, when I was punching out, plus the, we had wind against our back. So when I punched out, it would be like, wow, that thing's out there. I need to bring it back. And then I'm waiting for it to come back. It's so far out there, you know? Um, yeah, I think Saturday when we went out to fly, that was uh, probably the windiest of the time, mm-hmm. the days yeah. we were there. Yeah, I yeah. I noticed that, too. So, but, um, but, yeah, I still felt more comfortable. I did more maneuvers and kind of, did more with it and smacked it around and stick bang and had fun with it, you know? And, and I think I might've broken my, my nitro motor. <laughs> it's, not, it's not broken, but it's hurt. When I, when I was bogged, I, there was, that was that one flight. And <laughs> I think Andy, you're next to me. What did I say? You were like, Oh, that yeah. motor is tired. Like you're killing that motor. <laughs> yeah. You just wouldn't let up. It's just I'm like, like, I'm just like in it. And I was like, it. I'm like, I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. And then I let off, and it was still not coming back. I didn't yeah. need RPMs to come back. I'm like, that okay, poor, yeah, poor that engine. motor's tired. <laughs> that poor engine. Yeah. Like, I was oh, like, hey, Steve. you know what? It lasted two years <laughs> of me running it like that. So wow. I'm okay with it, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, so it's time for me to, it pro- to it probably to just some needs work. a ring or something. But I think so. And it this was is running the time to good. Do it. It's just, damn, you were hard on it yeah it was hard on it (laughs) (laughs) um so what i'm you know it's funny because i planned i was like oh man after that when it didn't come back like the rpms just kind of sat like came back i was like yeah this motor's tired and i'm gonna rebuild it before it actually blows up you know that's like a pure indication that like this motor needs some work um but yeah so my my impressions this year is that it was it was I definitely had more fun than last year. It just felt it went by way too quick. So yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Yep, I yeah. had a blast. Me too. Yeah, yeah we Same all did, man. <laughs> I think Kevin couldn't stop saying, like, you know, like I understand why people keep on saying that you have to go to Richard once in your life. Like you really did, dude. You I know, think it's, 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 I kept saying freaking awesome so much that I was catching myself saying it, and I was like, why do you keep saying that so much? I kept saying this is freaking awesome. Because that's how you felt. Yeah. You felt like it was freaking awesome. It was freaking awesome. (laughs) All right. So let's go into the people that we met. And, you know, first of all, disclaimer, um, Kevin was really good at at writing folks' names down. I was terrible. I didn't write anyone's names down. Um, So 
you know, we're kind of relying off of Kevin's list here, which I'm sure is missing a whole bunch too. You know, no offense, Kevin. Yeah. You know, just because it's just so many people that we've met, so many people we were, you know, we had brief, we had conversations with and stuff throughout yeah, the week. Yeah, and so. I can blame alcohol for part of the loss of mm-hmm. names too. So. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Up front. <laughs> so you want me to go into it when we start it off? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. If these are in no order. I think I just wrote them as I was as as I could remember them. But I met a guy, I'm pretty sure his name was Norse, said hi, and spoke to us for a little while, listener of the show. And also, another guy came up to me, and like I said, no order. I don't even know when this, this was at night, though I do remember him coming up, a guy named Rick, and he said, Kevin, I gotta thank you for mentioning Chuck. And I'm like, Chuck? And he goes, yeah, I never heard of that show, Chuck. And I'm like, oh, he goes, when you guys talk about movies and stuff, I love it. Um, and he's like, thanks. All we did, we mentioned it once. Like I said it and Andy said it. And, uh, he said he went online <laughs> and binged, watched the whole five seasons. Nice. He was working on season five mm-hmm. and he was like, I love it. Great show. Nice. So thanks, Rick. Thanks for coming up to me. Cause when we do stuff like that, I'm like, I don't know if we should be talking about it, but what the hell, you know? I think people like it. Yeah. You know, I think they like us going off topic once in a while. Do you want me to just read these and you guys can comment on them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. that's fine. Then another guy uh, flagged this down over in Oxytown, uh, mm-hmm. Ryan, uh, yep. skateboard dude, who said he was living in L.A. and moving back to Philly or moved, moved, he moved back to recently Philly. recently back to Philly, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was asking cool. us about where we flew. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see him out at our field or out yeah. at this South Jersey event that's going to come up like uh, third week of September. Uh, tentatively is it third week of september yeah from what rob said that's what they're planning it's like i said tentatively oh i think that's uh i think there's a conflict there but okay also spent some time talking to steve shaw and his wife dorothy um yeah oh steve both, is awesome both uh, great <laughs> mm-hmm. people i don't know should we mention it now or uh we don't really have a thing about the giveaways do we no well uh, yeah steve won the, the cracking giveaway steve mm-hmm. is the one who Grand took Bros. Mike D's Kraken, but yep. it was too funny to see him win that, man. I was like, wow. And I was talking to Bert later, and Bert was like, it's totally unbelievable like that he won it because he's new to the hobby. and Well, not new to the hobby. I guess he's new to to the guys and stuff, and uh, they just met him not too long ago. And, they, they, you know, he lives in Florida too, Steve. Which mm-hmm. um, yep. re- He told me about a local club down where we bought a house, so... Uh, I'm going to try getting in touch with him next time I go fly and maybe send something down there, leave it at the house. So I'll have something yeah, to fly when definitely. I go to Florida. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. But he's a super nice guy, man. Cool guy to talk to. I yeah. actually spoke with him, I guess, the Thursday before you guys got there. We must have talked like an hour just nice. over there at the camper, just talking and bullshitting. He's a really yeah. cool guy. Nice. Uh, and then we had another guy come up. Patrick Freeman said hi. Uh, Patrick was yeah. the guy in the uh, like Hawaiian type shirt, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, was great to talk to him. Great to talk to all these guys, you know. And then Michael uh, Lopzig. Yeah. Son Mike Micah. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Son Micah. Line Light some sick. bitch and what, yeah. what do you call him, Steve? <laughs> line piece I was of like, shit. oh, it's Mike. Mike, line piece of shit. And I was like, oh no, that's not Oops. it. <laughs> Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
No, he's a good guy too. I met oh, him he's in a Burke great guy, camp. Dude. And his, son yeah, and his son's cool. Mm-hmm. His friend Chuck Bowl was with him. Got to see him. Yep. All those guys, they're from Oklahoma. Uh, but we did talk to Dan VP, or I did, for like an hour, man. We were going through work stuff and just shooting the shit, man. It was great to talk to him. I even told him, I said, listen, when I saw, first saw your post, I thought you were Dan from RCHN, Dan VP. I was like, it's got to be Dan. When, <laughs> when, he, when he posted and when he left us an iTunes review. Yeah. And he's like, no, but that's funny. <laughs> but we had a good time yeah. talking, man. I, I yeah, I met Dan last year, too, and we got to talk a little bit, and and we also got to talk a little bit this year, too. We didn't get a chance to hang out as much as we did last year. I think we hung out more last mm-hmm. year, but it's cool. Yeah, that's how it goes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Dan, I think he comes from the Ohio area, too, right, if, I don't, if I'm yeah. not mistaken? Same with Patrick. I think Patrick said he's from Dayton. Yeah, like, they're, not, like they're like a couple hours away, away. yeah, which is yep. nice. Yep. <clears throat> Uh, got some of the Urcher boys here, huh? Met a guy named John. He said to me, he said, Kevin, you and Andy almost killed me. And I was like, oh, shit. Was I flying near him? And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, no, no, no. He's like, you guys were talking about something on the podcast, and I was driving, and I almost drove off the road. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> nice. I can't remember. I, I'd have to listen to the episode. It was one of the recent ones. Okay. Uh, to what he said. But uh, good dude. <laughs> we were hanging out like during the yeah. Nightfly stuff. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking a lot now. Yeah, I think he was the one who was saying like, like Andy's like delivery is what killed him. I think. Yeah. He has like really good delivery or something. Well, I didn't want to tell Andy that. Yeah, now it'll be all screwed up. Now it'll be all screwed up. Mess with my impeccable comedy timing. (laughs) And also, we met the one and only Javier. Yeah. Yeah, and his sons, right? We met two of his sons. sons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. it was good. This we took a picture with him. I wanted to get a picture mm-hmm. with him, and I think we posted on Facebook. Uh, it was great to see him. I'm gl- I'm glad he came out, man. And then we got a chance to hang out with him and uh, watch him fly, man. Yes, that was cool. And he's not a bad pilot, dude. He's pretty damn good. No, he's flying really well. Yeah, you know, we, he's I- first time at a fun fly this size. He's got guys right and left flying huge stuff. You know, mm-hmm. he's flying his four twenty. He's got Steve mm-hmm. next to him. Watch out for this. Watch out for that. Watch yeah, out. That's Run. Gonna say got three idiots behind him <laughs> judging him. Yeah, I mean, he'd have to be really nervous. He did great, man. No, oh, he, he did, did great. He did good. I feel like we sort of screwed up. We were supposed to have him fly 700 on the buddy box yeah. or something. Yeah. And we, Javier, we kept looking for you. And yeah, we, we just did. somehow kept missing paths because. I want to hang out with you some more. It's just, I don't know. There was a lot going on Saturday, and we kept missing each other, but yeah. that's kind of how it goes. It does. It, it, it really is mm-hmm. how it goes. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you, you definitely you plan on stuff, and you never see the guy again, you know, for the, the whole rest yeah, of the film exactly. That That happens a lot. I was a little bit yeah. bummed about that. But. Yeah. It happens a lot, though. You know, it's, it's, it's hard, you know. It's such a big site, and, you know, it's like you can walk right by each other, not even know it. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Uh, and the other couple of names I wrote down was uh, Wes Manier and Rob Monte. I know they were doing mm-hmm. uh, duties for uh, mm-hmm. Urcha. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wes is a great guy, man. I talked to him for a little bit. And, you yeah. know, Monty's Monty. Monty's a great, great dude. Monty had, uh, was it Monty who was uh, helping out with the giveaways? 
and the, and the tickets and all that had the hat Monty on. was helping out, yeah. Because yes. mm-hmm. he was behind there, and I was watching him, man, and another guy came up to help him, and he was like, dude, I got to assist them down. Just get, just stand back. Like, he was like, get out the, of my way. Yeah, he was like Fred. He was taking control, and he's just like, listen, I got a system. <laughs> no, Monty does a lot of work there. He's yeah. a, you know, he's a, what is he, a member ambassador or something like that, uh, okay. for Urcha. But he actually he puts a lot of work in at the Jamboree. You know, he's also an ambassador to the American Cheese Consulate. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that totally but- makes sense. <laughs> But uh, no, Wes did a, those guys. Wes and Monty, man, fantastic job in what they were doing because uh, they I saw them all over the place, you know, trying to keep law and order and and yep. uh, keeping the event going. And I also hung out with Mike Sobe. You know, it's funny because I saw Mike a few times over the years, and we really never got a chance to hang out, dude. But oh man, I had so much fun with him. We hung out. We were laughing our asses off at different stupid shit. I was doing Arnold. We were watching the guys down at the the other site for a while and just having a lot of fun with him and Jason, his buddy Jason. Jason Mahoy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't talk to this guy that much, Jeff Miller. I didn't talk to him. Did you guys talk to him? Geoff or Jeff, yeah. Geoff? I saw him. Yeah, his name is spelled like G-E-O-F-F, but like okay. it's it's pronounced either Jeff or Geoff. I don't know. But um, yeah, yeah. Jeff's uh, he's not at a, you know, Ohio crew. Okay. Hangs out with uh, Sobe and and the Ringers and all them and and um mm-hmm. and Todd Dudek, Candy Dudek, and all those folks out there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great dude. He's he's totally like pushing that. What is that segue? The nine bot, the small one, to like everyone he knows. Like he got one, and now like fifteen people on his like Ohio side got one. Like it's crazy. Oh, okay. That those little segues are blowing up. Like if. If Segway, want, Segway wants to make money, have a booth at Urcha. Yeah, because you will yeah. sell whatever you bring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that, that was cool. It was good to hang out with him for a little bit. Oh, dude, this next guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about partying a little later, but yeah, I yeah, woke yeah. up Friday morning and I was like, did I drink too much last night? Was I partying with a black guy last night? Did I fall off the golf cart last night? <laughs> but yeah. this guy, Yves... I don't know how to spell yeah. it, pronounce his name. Eve's, uh, yeah, Eve's great dude. We were, yeah, we were, we guy. were laughing so hard, dude. We we had our arms around each other. We were laughing our asses off the other one night. He's he was a good dude, like really nice guy. Yeah, man. And uh, we also hung out with oh Alex Genovese Jr. and his dad mm-hmm. from Australia. Yep. Yep. Very yeah. nice kid. Yeah, I got a chance to hang out with Alex quite a while, you know, like, you know, because he was he was hanging out with um, Travis and Diamante and, um, you know, um, and Justin Cook. So it's like he was kind of like he had the three Musketeers and he was the fourth one, you know, and he was they were just, you know, the kids were all the same age. They're all hanging out. And I think he actually Alex and, and his son um, who stayed with the cooks in their camp, bro, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, those guys were, they were really, really good guys, you know? Yeah. I talked to his dad for a little bit, man. R- really nice down to earth guy, you know? It's, that just amazes me. He came from Australia, you know? Yeah, he was really cool too. Fun to hang out with at night. Yeah. And I hung out with Kevin, a guy we know locally from, uh, up where Ed flies, uh, Kevin Kynes. He's on the Only Fine Hellies team. So is Ed Johnson. 
hung out talking to him. I haven't talked to him. I haven't seen him in like a couple of years, I think. And uh, yeah, maybe a year. It me. was good to hang out with him. You know, just catch up. Yeah, I got a, a chance to talk to him. I rode. We did a team dinner Thursday night, and I oh, rode right. with him and Ed over mm-hmm. to the restaurant. And he was telling me uh, all about some old school stuff. He'd been in it for years. Sounds like. Yeah, he used to be on churches uh, and stuff. Yeah, he used to be on uh, Curtis's team. Yeah, yeah, he was. It, it was really cool to talk to. Mm-hmm. Nice. There's more yeah. stories I want to hear, man. Yeah, man. I gotta, I gotta talk to him more about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I saw Alex. Um, what's <clears throat> Alex's last name? Alex Rios. Rios. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. Ed Johnson. Saw Ed. Yeah. And Greg Barbudo. And Greg Barbudo, yeah. yep. Yep. I saw uh, Greg. That's the whole like Rockin' County crew yeah. that we hang out with. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, one of the days we had kind of a spontaneous drink with George's from Scorpion. Yeah. I think yeah. there were, one, of the, one of his guys was like, oh, do you want a drink? And it was um, uh, Apple Moonshine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if George has a drink, I'll have a drink. And George is like, pulls a cup out, he pours yeah. it in, pours it one for it. Poured one for all of us. Yeah, well, yeah. And George is the coolest guy. George like, is I awesome. got to talk to him a lot last yes. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was bringing us beer and, and Tima yeah. and like, helping her fix her helicopter. I mean, awesome, he's just man. the coolest guy. Nice. He really is. Yeah. It was funny. I didn't have to understand. I don't know what language they were speaking. Um, the one guy and his wife, are they from Vietnam? or I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. I knew what she was saying without even understanding the language like he started dishing out all the cups and georges was like yeah give it out to and she was yelling at him that's too much you can tell that's too much no more no more <laughs> it was pretty funny then he brought and, out a and, second one and he brought out a second one yes yeah i think it was like i don't know it was like eight or nine of us that did a shot with him yeah and it was weird we just yeah, happened was, to be standing there it was yeah. a it was a big shot like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> he, he was pouring heavy oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah two fingers uh-huh. Yeah, at least, yeah. Yeah. What's the other guy? Tony, I believe. It's one of the main Scorpion guys. Right. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's right. That, Tony. So that was Tony. Okay, because I, I wasn't sure. I thought that was him, but I wasn't sure for, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I saw Angel from South Florida. Flies with Frank Mordeos down in the yep. Miami Angel. area. Yep. He's mm-hmm. a good guy, man. I saw him real quick, like, passing. I was like, hey. You know, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, I got to talk to him for a little bit, um, just hang out and stuff, and it's cool. Nice. Um, I got to hang out with Donnie a little bit, I'm more, more on the after hour stuff. I mean, when you know he was around, but Donnie Pesci, okay, uh, good kid, uh, great pilot, man. These kids are just amazing. Oh man, we're gonna talk yeah. about some of the flying. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah, and we ran into Charles Booker. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to hang out with more, but uh, I know he was doing the speed cup thing and uh, did pretty good with it. And we'll probably announce that later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Charles is the man. You know, it's good Good to see him. Tyson was there with his dog, Bella. Dan Murnane. Dan the man. Yep. Dan the man. Dan Tom, the man. Tom, Tom Sheehan. He was there. They were all kind of yes. pitted down on the lower end yep. of the field. Thank you, Tom, for those uh, those two Excedrin. I needed it. <laughs> With hey, Tom's Tom's a cool guy. Yeah, man. Man, he can fly too. He throws mm-hmm. down. Uh, let's see who else do we have. We have Jesse Allen. Yeah, Jesse Allen. Yep, he's good. 
He, he was hanging out all night too, man. He just this guy did not. Oh like, yeah, I yeah. hung out with Jesse for a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. we He's were cool hanging guy. out. Yep. Yeah, yep. nice dude. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Who else we have? Alex Rose. We Alex you know Rose. interviewed him. Yep. On that last episode. I gotta tell Alex. Sorry, I didn't put the microphone on or got shut off somehow during your interview. Sucked because Alex is such a cool dude and got such a huge heart for the hobby. Really yeah. does. Well, when, at least at least we were able to hear him. Like I, I'm okay yeah. not hearing us. Yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. know, it, it sucks when we can't. Like if his mic wasn't on, that would have been worse. Right, that would have been really bad. Yeah, but uh, he. I mean, we we got a chance to talk to him off microphone and uh, you know off recording and mm-hmm. just he's done a lot a lot behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about. He doesn't go around bragging about it, but he, what a good dude, you know, trying to do what he can for all of us knuckleheads in the hobby, man. Yeah. Super helpful. Like yeah. really good at uh, helping people out with advice or tuning or setup stuff like that. And a good pilot too, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he's a really good pilot. Now you got here Sloan Richards. Yeah, I- Sloan Richards is another one of the only fine heli teammates. Uh, okay. Him and Kenny Sierra from Texas were there hanging around the only fine helis tent. So I got to talk to them some. John met both of these guys last year, so it's cool to catch back up with them and see what's going on. They're a cool crowd. Kenny built 100% built and flew a Kraken at the event. Really? So, uh-huh. Yeah, he got the kit. I guess Shannon brought the kit with him, so he built it. And then, kind of like you, Steve, he had to buy a few things to, yeah. that he was missing and this and that. But he got it built and f- uh, flew it, uh, I think, Friday, Friday night, maybe. So that was kind of neat. They worked on that most of the time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he got it all set up. And, yep. I, and, and you know, <clears throat> it's funny with Kenny. I was talking to Kenny about it. He was like, yeah, you know, I kind of have everything, right? So as far as like, because on this helicopter, he was trying the um, CGY 760. Yeah, so he yeah that's true. He's getting a set whole up. different, like a whole. Yeah. A, and he's a like, new he build plus a whole he has, Yeah, he has all those different ones. And so on this helicopter, he wanted to give the 760 a try. So there's a little bit of um, growing pains, I think, with that when he was setting right. up. Right. Um, but he did get it all worked out, and I believe, yeah, he made it and was good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if he flew it a bunch Saturday or not, but I know he did fly it either Thursday night or probably, I guess, Friday. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it all run together for me. They do. It just kind of blurs. Not me. I remember so. everything. <laughs> Only <kidding>. You do. <laughs> okay. But, dude, these are the guys that we met kind of – that we don't meet all the time, but mm-hmm. I gotta, uh, you know, mention the whole Northeast crew was there. You know, the Diamantes, mm-hmm. yeah, Charlie Crespo and his wife was there. Ron was Corris, his wife Uncle there? Ron was there. I thought I saw his wife. Don't recall. Uh, but Uncle Ron was there. Uncle Ron was there. Yep, yep. Of you course, know. Uh, you have all the like Team SAV folks, right? Yeah, like that was Kyle. Andrew Lodge, Kyle, yep. Bird, obviously. Um, Travis and Joe Reyes. We even Joe, saw, Justin we, and John Cook, yep. Mm-hmm. We saw um, John, the guy we used to fly with down at uh, our club, uh, Flies for a Line. John Dale, yeah. John Dale, yeah. yeah. Saw him, talking to him yeah. real quick. Good to see him. Yeah, it's good to see him. Um, 
Uh, what's Greg's last name? I forgot Greg's last name. He also flies for Team Alliance. Got to just kind of chat with him for a quick second, too. Saw Raja Al- real quick. Aldridge. Raja was there. Greg Aldridge, yeah, that's it. Um, there's also, yeah, Raja and... Larry. Larry Smith. Um, didn't see Kyle this year. I don't think he made it. No, I don't think so. Um, let's see. So, I mean, kind of the usual suspects. Like, a lot of the, the Spring Fling, Fall Moldown, that crew um yeah but i don't want to forget anybody that i that i talked to you know yeah lincoln's there um depalo obviously uh, let's see who else did i kind of chat with lance yeah ryan's and now how do we not say ryan's and now yeah I, I thought maybe he deserved a special spot at the end yes does he does he no <laughs> yeah, he does. no no he does he does ryan's but the man man he some is. of the the synergy guys like you mentioned lance and uh barry, yeah barry barry tilson yep. i met yep. at birmingham we mentioned jason yep. Mahoa, um josh mcdonald yep yep josh is there yeah there's a lot of people it really yeah. is like the event to go to because you'll see everyone in your normal fun fly area plus all the folks mm-hmm. from the other fun flies that you know you mm-hmm. normally don't see like the the southern mm-hmm. ones the northwest the mm-hmm. california events you know like ben stork obviously it's able um reese wyatt from australia was there yeah 10 year old fucking prodigy being amazing pilot and his dad another <clears> australian <throat> was there uh hamish Hamish, power. yeah, Hamish Scott, yep. Yeah, he, he was, we got to chat there. with him a little bit at the XL booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Lower, yeah, yep. you know, Scott Lower, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was talking to Hamish about the uh, Protoss Nitro, mm-hmm. and you know, he was he was saying that there's a couple things that he wanted to change on it before they kind of um, try to release that again. So, mm-hmm. so it's cool. It's it's really cool to like. And then, uh, who are those two freaking Mikado kids? They were like eight and twelve or something, or ten and. 13 or something but they were amazing pilots. they both ended up crashing out i think at the i think they were doing a night fly they end up crashing out i don't think they were over 10 dude i think they were maybe 8 and 10 no no one of them was 13 okay so maybe it was 10 they and 13 it might have been or it might have been eight. like one was 13 who looked like okay you know he's 13 year old like standard 13 year height the other one looked like he was like seven because of his height like yeah. he was so much shorter but they were both insane pilots yes amazing pilot like, during that night fly they did, they had the one guy down in front of me, like, almost up out of his chair. He was screaming and hollering so much. Couldn't believe the flight they were throwing down. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I think it's, you know, they're kids. They can just do it and yeah. be like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I met Luca. Yeah. And I got Isn't a chance awesome? to sit down. Yeah, I got a chance to hang out and talk to him for a little while, man. You know, what a nice guy and what a great guy. You know his heart's in the right place because the guy's not making a ton of money from OxyHeli. And he told me that, you know, they invested some in some CNC stuff and he's been freelancing some CNC work and kind of making his what he can and paying the bills with that. Um, mm-hmm. But then when I mentioned, we, we got to talking about different things, but when I brought up Oxy, I mean, he didn't even know who I was, really. I mean, kind of knew... Um, Sort of, because I said I'm Kevin, blah, blah, blah. But he didn't know I'd do a podcast or anything like that, I don't think. I mean, after that whirlwind of the week, it was on Sunday when I talked to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, uh, oh, forget Oxy. He said, just any helicopter. And I was like, wow, man, he doesn't, he's not, a, like, pushing what his brand. What do you mean? I don't, to, get, I don't get what that means. I don't remember the exact content, but I, I, context of the story. But I said something like, 
yeah, they should get an oxy. And he said, no, 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 forget oxy. Just it should be any any, any helicopter. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like all oh, gun for like keep helis alive. Like it don't matter yeah, about the brand. Exactly. Keep, yeah, keep the industry alive, right? That's what he was uh, trying to get at. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. And I believe that, like you know, certain certain folks aren't about like, well, my brand's better than your brand, or or you know, like he, like when when you meet and talk to Luca, he's like. Like he likes, he has, he's Italian. He has pride in his, you know, helicopter. But at the end of the day, he wants just people in the industry. He wants people in it, you know. He wants people flying helis, you know, whether it's his helicopter or not. Right. And when I get that impersonation from Bert too, when I talk to him, and he even says it on the podcast, you know, go get an Oxy Three or whatever. When he's talking about whatever he's talking about, you know, I don't remember exactly, but he'll mention that. He'll tell mm-hmm. you I, I flew an Oxy Three or whatever, you know. Yeah, he flew an Oxy Five. At he the flew back. an Oxy Five. Yeah. So that was the next names I had on my list here. Huge shout out to Bert uh, and Kyle and Bert's wife, Susie mm-hmm. and Gator um, for just everything they do for the hobby, man. I, I'm going to talk to Bert soon. I think we're going to plan something together mm-hmm. uh, between the podcasts and uh, just I got a chance to talk to him, you know, one on one. And, you know, people listen to the podcast and listen to Bert's podcast and probably have you know a little bit of a skewed vision on what bert's like and maybe i don't know maybe they've heard him talk something one time or whatever i don't have a i have an okay judge of character i think you know and i can only tell you my experiences from my point of view obviously mm-hmm. but dude he is an honest to goodness down to earth good good dude man i i tell you yeah Just, we got to talking about bikes and- he's grumpy but he's great but who, <laughs> but who you know look how far he is in a hobby i've only been flying like three years or whatever it is four years He's been yeah. flying for like 40 years or 30 years, you know, and mm-hmm. by the end of the conversation, he's like, hey, you know, I'll give you my number. And when you're in Florida, you know, come by, we'll get together. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, you know? Yeah. yeah. Cool like, you, especially like, it's funny because, you know, when you first like hear about Burke Cameron, like you look at his past, right? He he developed and helped with so many helicopter brands and he's you know, it's pro pilot and, you know, he's a kick-ass pilot. I don't care about, you know, Bert, shut the fuck up about Old Man 3D. You are still an amazing pilot and you shouldn't put yourself down like that because if you put yourself down, then what is, what's the rest of us? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, so don't, don't say that. (laughs) Get that out of your vocabulary, bro. Like you are a great pilot and you might not be competition level to con or CD or those folks, those kids now, but still, you throw down, and you still have amazing talent. So, um, but anyways, but you have a driver's license. They don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have you a full time job. job. I'm not right. sure those guys are human. Anyway, I'm I know, right? Some sort of robot. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, and it's great. Like he's really down to earth, and you can talk mm-hmm. to him, and he ain't gonna. He's, you don't have to put him on a pedestal. He doesn't like no. that shit. You know exactly. He's, yeah. And I mean, Steve, you're on the team. I'm not on the team. I'm going to tell you how I think it is from my, like I said, from my point of view. I mean, mm-hmm. if the guy was a, a douche, I probably wouldn't even mention him, you know? But yeah. I, I really had an honest conversation with him. I, I, and it was, uh, it was cool. It was, you know, it was only like five, 10 minutes. But, uh, and I've met him before, you know, we've talked before. It was just, it wasn't about RC, you know, it was about other things and stuff. So, and, and Gator's another guy, man. I only, like said hi to Gator. Really never talked to him. And he was another guy, dude. Two minutes after our conversation, he's ready to like 
give me the shirt off his back, that type of guy. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's the funnest guy to be around. Like, yeah, just he's the jolliest guy. Com- yeah, a simple conversation. He's laughing. You're, I mean, you can't help but smile and laugh yes. when you're around him. Yes. Like, yeah, he's just he's just and and even Bert personality. Said this is why Bert and Gator get along together because it's polar opposites, so they <laughs> both kind of even each other out. You know, yeah. it's great. It's and they like. When Gator used to work, like, you know, with, with Bern, Kyle, and Susie, you know, with BK Hobbies, like, you know, like, every day was, like, it would fly by because there'd be so much fun, so much laughter throughout the day, right? It wasn't like the day never dragged at all. So, so uh, yeah, well, that's where, man. Kyle was saying, you know, well, we got to get the, the work done by 11 because Gator's coming in at 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after that, you know, get anything done. Yeah, yeah. But, no, a fantastic guy. I mean, he was... Even like, you know, telling me, uh, get a hold of me and, you know, if you want to ship stuff to my house, I'll have it ready for you and blah, blah, blah. Um, very cool dude, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very cool guy. Yeah, man. So I put down this one here because I, I got a chance to actually meet Con Pinoy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I chatted with him a little bit. I mean, it's, you know, definitely there's a language barrier. Um, <laughs> the conversation actually revolved around food. Um, I was like, "Oh, he did it all the flight." He's like, "America has the best hamburgers." <laughs> uh, so it was pretty cool, though. But uh, yeah, this kid—he's like, I don't know—to be, you know, he's probably like fifteen, sixteen years old. Mm-hmm. And god damn it, god damn it, Leroy Jack! No, god damn it, he can fly. Yeah. Seriously, oh my god. Yeah. I, I, like I, you know how you're saying that they're not human. Like I spoke to him; he's human. But not his flying. I don't know how someone can get this proficient in like in, in RC flying. Like I just I don't understand. Like I guess the fifty flights a day practicing for whatever you know mm-hmm. um, competition, the global three D and stuff. Sure, yeah. but holy, there's a crap. talent there as well. I mean. Yes, like pure sweat and blood, sweat and tears is not going to get you to that level. Like I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Like I, you know, I hope. But it's it'll not. get you good, but it won't yeah. get you. It'll get you damn up there, close. but not yeah. not to that level. Holy crap! Yeah, um, kid was. But yeah, he he was very polite. He was very cordial. He was very you know like even though he's a kid and there's a language barrier, I didn't think that he. I never had the feeling where he he felt superior or anything he said was kind of condescending or anything like that. Like it was very genuine, like honest and and. Um, appreciative of the comments and stuff, you know. So he didn't feel like I, he was out of the loop at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, right. So, so nice. I, you know, that's one of the things I kind of noticed when I was, you know, I only had spoke to him for five minutes or so, but, um, but yeah, what a freaking damn! I don't understand how he can fly. Like, so his night flight, by the way, I um, I posted on our flight um on our Facebook page, so definitely check it out if you weren't there. Or even if you were there to watch it again, it's amazing. And I mean, we're talking about you know our first impressions and the the event at a, at a whole. Man, I could probably save this to the end, but uh, you know, for the the price of admission, um, man, you get so much for it. You really do. Just to see these guys fly uh, right then and there, it's 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 worth it. And then you know to hang out with the vendors and just have have the have the great time that we had, man. Was well worth it mm-hmm. so last but lo- not least yeah i uh, want to give a huge thanks huge huge thanks to rob mcclellan and devin mm-hmm. for driving our stuff out there and just for being the great people that they are man 
Yeah. Yeah, I always love hanging out with them. Yeah. I got a really good story. Um, Devin was buddy boxing for, I think, one or two days straight. Um, uh, what's that one day? It was, was one day. That, yeah, it was like two that, hours. Uh, and then, yeah. yeah. It was like two hours in the morning and maybe three hours at night. And he was buddy boxing the Oxy 5. I kind of made a joke um, that he, Devin would be on the other side of the buddy box. Didn't didn't know he was actually going to do that. And Rob said to me, he said, he was watching the people get done with the flight, ask, really really not even asking Devin any questions, and walking straight to the Oxy 5 tent and buying an Oxy 5. Like, <laughs> he said he saw it yeah. time and time again, to the point where I think Lucas sold like 20-something Oxy 5s, like right yeah, there. Yeah, I think yeah, he brought 25. a bunch and sold all of them. Yeah. That's amazing. And Devin wasn't really like trying to sell it or anything. He said, you know, if they ask questions, he said, the helicopter's going to speak for itself. And mm-hmm. just let them fly. Yeah, and I think this is a first. In I don't know, I don't know what what time frame, but Luca also flew, and yes. he normally doesn't fly. And I think he uh, he flew to Nitro, right? Yeah. And guess who Buddy Box? <laughs> <laughs> Devin. Yes, Devin Buddy Box, the owner and designer and manufacturer of the Oxy and Lex Heavy products. Mm-hmm. how awesome is that that's freaking awesome man that is awesome and you yeah. know what's cool is Devin didn't run around saying I had to buddy box Luca he just took it in stride like a normal thing you know very cool and also of course we can't of course we have to you know give a huge thanks to Andy and Tima for everything they've done for us out there um, you know not only not only the staying and, you know, helping out with everything and also, like, Timo was cooking breakfast for us pretty much every morning, like, coffee and stuff. Like, just the support that, you know, Andy, you and Timo have given us, it's, it's priceless, man. We can't put a value on it. It's just, you know, we appreciate it so much. Yeah, you're welcome. It's like I told you I was going anyway, so. <laughs> you're like, yeah, just, it's not off my shoulders. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. that. That's really cool. Yeah. You guys are always welcome. Yeah, Andy, I'm to the point where, dude, we had to leave. I was getting freaking like, oh, man. Yeah, no. My freaking long-lost brother here at the field. No, <laughs> you can't go fighting no. with him anymore. Yeah. No. no, but thank you very much for driving up there and putting up with us. And I sent Andy a text. It was funny. I was like, thanks for putting up with my drunk ass. And he was like, are you kidding? I wish I could drink with you every weekend. Yeah, I do. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Same here, man. I had a... I had a really good time. So, so I guess that'd be a good segue into um, the partying of <laughs> Virtue. Um, I don't know, Kevin. I don't know what you and I were thinking. Um, I mean, you too, Andy. On the first night, you know, <laughs> Thursday night, we get there, we unpack, we get our stuff, we kind of get things ready, we get things situated, we get registered, we walk around, check things out, and then I think I—I I don't know if we—I think I flew maybe. Oh, I worked on a Goblin Five Hundred, but I think. I flew that a little bit, and I was like, "All right, let's let's go have a drink, right? Let's let's, let's I think enjoy I flew the Oxy Four. Yeah, and I was like, "Okay." So we ended up starting. We ended up kind of meeting back up, and we started. Uh, did we? Yeah, we had a couple of drinks first before then we set up to do the podcast, right? I'm trying to yeah. remember the, the the lineup of events. Well, we did the intro and the outro, but we did some interviews. Yeah, yeah. Before that, we did some interviews and walked around, but. But when we got back to the camper, we started drinking, right? Yeah. Just so we a started. Couple. Yeah. We so a couple we, more. we had a couple. 
and you know, I put I put Andy onto a new drink that he enjoyed. Uh, what was it? Uh, Jameson and Diet Diet yeah. Coke. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, um, yeah I think I made him a vodka tonic too. Yeah. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I don't know how many drinks I had. I think I probably had like maybe three. Yeah, I so I, it I wasn't had, it wasn't too much. I had three or four, but I think they were very large. Yeah, yours was large because there was pretty much nothing left of your fifth of uh, kettle one. Like, which wait, first of all, just a quick rewind. In Indiana, you can go to a Walmart and get full. It's a full liquor shop. Full hard liquor, yeah. Hard yeah. liquor. So well, your spirits, your Jamesons, yeah. your you know. So you remember how? Like I asked you guys a couple weeks ago, like, mm-hmm. hey, what do you like to drink or whatever? Right. Yeah. So I was, I was just going to get it because I thought, yeah. well, it might have to be a pain to run out. Mm-hmm. And team was like, no, it'll be way cheaper up there because it's taxed more here. It's like it's way cheaper up there and you can buy it in Walmart. I was like, really? Because I've never paid any attention. So I like, never yeah, knew you either. Get, you can get yeah. hard liquor like everywhere and it's yeah. it's less expensive than it is in Tennessee. So like, okay, well, I guess I'll just pick it up. Yeah, up. I don't know what it costs. But it wasn't much. <laughs> and it was hard liquor, guns, fireworks. You can buy them all at Walmart. Yeah, you can buy yeah, anything. Everything. Yeah, I love shop. it. Walmart was one stop shop. Yep. Um, so yeah, we you know Kevin picked up a, a fifth of Kettle One. I picked up a fifth of Jameson. Well, um, wait a minute. I picked up that bottle, and you were like, "Really, dude? You you think you're gonna finish that?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Are you you gonna finish that in a week? In you know three in days? Four days? It was gone yeah. first night. <laughs> it was gone the first night. night. Yeah, I couldn't believe oh, it. I think shit. it took me two days to get to where you got on the one day <laughs> with the with the bottle. Jameson says, "Shit, I'm sorry, liver." So, <laughs> so we we got drinking and we got you know, and then we went center like we did the the podcast recording, and I was pretty lit for that. But by the time we finished that, I was pretty lit. Yeah. And after that, we're like, "All right, let's go check out what's going on out there." And we go out there, and like, you know, people are, there wasn't too much night flying. It was kind of slow in that fashion but i don't know who had a bottle of fireball but someone had a big bottle of fireball and i was taking swigs from it that's all i remember al talone had fireball was it al damn you stone cold fireball he had oh my god yeah so (laughs) after that i things were kind of blurry (laughs) yeah i think that's Uh, what pushed me into the yeah 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 the the Um, nether region you know, because it was funny because that night after we did the record, and even though I was I was buzzing pretty good, I was like, "Oh, no worry." After we after we go check out some night fly, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna edit the podcast. I'll <laughs> have it released tonight, even if it's like two in the morning. I'll have it yeah. done. So we we go party and go hang out. We do whatever. <laughs> come back. Come back. You know. Um. You know. It was like what two thirty ish. Yeah. Two thirty. Close to three. Yeah. Um. We come back to the camper, and I'm like. Fuck that. I'm not doing shit. I am too drunk. I tried listening to the podcast and I was like, I can't edit this. I can't make sense of it. I can't edit it. It's not gonna <laughs> So I was like, all right, I'll just I'll leave it for tomorrow morning. Kevin I'll wake was up. no help. Yeah, no, Kevin was dude, he was already passed out. <laughs> I was like I, I launched myself from your door and I was asleep before I even hit the cot. Like yeah. <laughs> So so Kevin's passed out and I'm like, okay, I'm too drunk to do this. So I'm like, all right, let's put this away. <laughs> Come wake up the next morning, and I'm like, I'm hungover. No, I feel like shit. I feel like I'm gonna puke. Oh no, damn! It's Friday of urchin. I'm so sick. I feel like I'm gonna puke. This is terrible. But I, I freaking, I, it was like seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. I started. I just like, I gotta do this. 
I gotta do this. This is all for you, listeners. Uh, and so I sat there, and you know, it it wasn't it wasn't a great edit. I I'm, I will admit it right off the bat. I I did a shitty job editing, but I got it out there. It was done. Um, I even added some bloopers at the end. Yeah, the bloopers were good. I yeah. was so I was so hungover. Like I was sitting there editing, like gagging. <laughs> like you know, like this is like, I'm gonna puke. I'm like, do I run outside? Do there there's a garbage fill there? Do I do that? I'm like, you know, like you're you're contemplating all your scenarios of like how fast, like if this is coming out, how fast can I actually get out the door with a laptop on my lap, <laughs> or do I just reach for the garbage pail that's by the bathroom door and just you know make a mess and clean up? Like you, you know, like just, you should have just edited it outside. I should have, yeah. but it was too bright outside. Yeah, I, you know, like yeah, it's like you're hungover. You don't want light. You don't want anything. You just I'm just sitting there like, oh, I just want to lay in the fetal position and suffer for a little bit more, you know, um, but uh, yeah, so I did, I did, you know, we did party too much the night before and, but I did get the podcast on and I'm happy that I was able to do that at, at the very least. Yeah. I got to give you kudos, Steve, cause <laughs> yeah, you come walking I, in. I got up to pee and like, so I opened the door and you're just sitting there with your headphones on. I just, you just nod. I nodded at you. <laughs> <laughs> was I was like, I don't know how he's awake and doing that. Oh my God. So I don't think I could have done it. And I got up and went outside and I was like, oh, geez. And I was like, I got to get some air. So I took the golf cart and I drove that around. And I'm like, wow, I'm still drunk. And I came back and I got out of the golf cart and I saw Devin. And Devin goes, hey, what happened last night? Because Ryan's and now golf cart is turned over center stage yeah. and i just start laughing my ass off and then he starts laughing he's like you know something don't you I'm like i don't know anything dude i just yeah just so like still wasted like i just started cracking up <laughs> in his face yeah. it's like it comes to no surprise you're like really yeah, yeah it, okay. it definitely didn't surprise it, me though yeah it's possible <laughs> i'm like did we do that i know we didn't do that no, we didn't do uh, that we yeah. didn't do that but i wonder uh, if I was, they ever figured out who did it they did. Ryan did not do that, by the no, way. Ryan no. did not do that. Somebody no. turned it over to be a dick. Yeah. yeah. But that was really the only like casualty of Urcha, I think, you know, aside from the guy we're going to talk about next. Um, yeah, that was that was the only like kind of like little tension there at Urcha. That was it. And it wasn't wrecked or anything. They just drove it out and flipped it, you know, on its side. Mm-hmm. But then Ryan... I guess, I don't know how he knew, but knew we were running low on alcohol and gave me a bottle of Tito's on Friday and gave Steve, what did he give you, Steve? He gave me a bottle of Dow Winnie, um, Highland Single Malt Scotch 15 Euro. Okay. So I originally planned on meeting up with him on Saturday night to, you know, open this bottle and have our first, uh, first couple ounces from it, but... We didn't end up uh, meeting up until later, later, and I was kind of already in the back. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Ryan, for uh, for bringing this to to us. Um, this bottle, yeah. and obviously the one that got you the Tito's. Yeah, thanks, um, man. Yeah, yeah. And th- this is as good a time as any. But Ryan, he's he's the man. Like, yeah, would you call him the mayor? He yeah. knows absolute everyone. He knows yeah. every vendor, every yeah. pilot. Everyone at Urcha. Yeah. You know, I know I know Ryan has probably, you know, he has he has a what is it called? A reputation. Yeah. Um, you know, and some might say it's a bad reputation, but dude, this guy, 
he really like, he, he, yeah he talks a lot of shit but whatever he's a guy right like guys talk shit like especially when people flying he likes you know yeah. he might go over the edge a little once in a while but he really is a, a you know good guy like he's a really down to earth he's a very decent dude yes yeah. in his own words he's decent right um <laughs> yeah you know and it's like even even you know he was like talking to me he's like dude I, I know what Kevin likes to drink, and I know what you like to drink, but what does Andy like to drink? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I no just put him knows. on the Jameson and, and Diet Coke, and he seems to like it. And then he, I think he mentioned it to you, right, or something. He said something about it or whatever. And yeah. So I was like, okay. So this, I'm you know, not a big drinker, so just No, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's, a, he's a good guy. I've seen him help people out and stuff when they get to partying a little bit too hard, keep them mm-hmm. from hurting themselves. And, but he can keep the party going. Like he's, yeah, yeah. He talks a lot, but that's what's funny. That's what people want. You know, yeah, talking yeah, yeah. Shit and talking people into the ground. That's you know, if you don't know to ignore him, which you should if you're flying. <laughs> yeah, when then, you're flying, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's on you, kind of. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he he's really a decent guy. He's a good yeah, dude. He really is. You know, I got to know Ryan over the last couple of fun flies, like fall, um, spring fling, fall mowdown, and those events. But he comes to those too. This guy drives from Wisconsin, you know, like to all these East Coast events. To Virginia, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, a Loctite yeah. event. Yeah, Florida torches. Yeah, Florida yeah. torches. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, he's not only a, a good, honest dude, but he's also fucking insane. And he'll drive to like all these. <laughs> flies all over the u.s which is supporting amazing. the hobby in his own yes. way big time yeah. no he really yeah he absolutely does yeah all right so yeah let's go back to damn it leroy jenkins oh no sorry <laughs> no leroy hall this guy this guy what am i gonna say about this guy dude so well, as you heard from the last episode <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. He, he had a bit of an incident yep um in my opinion, it's the toughest man of Urcha of 2019. Oh my God, yes. this dude's a grizzly bear. Yeah, yeah. For I don't him, think a bullet would stop him. No. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like a bullet to the head, like I don't think it would stop him. No. Um, <laughs> you know, this guy is first of all, he's helping some guy out with a T Rex 700, right? So it's not a small heli; it's a big heli, 700 main blades. You know, you know the deal, right? Big, big, scary helicopter, helping this guy out and. You know, he's in some parameter mode setting it up. And I guess what he told us in, in the last episode was that the endpoints weren't set correctly. And basically, he got out of parameter mode and started spooling up and was no slow spool up. It just went full cut speed. So I thought it, about this. You know what I think mm-hmm. might have happened? I don't think the guy was a very experienced pilot. And mm-hmm. I bet you 10 bucks he spools up with uh, normal mode. So. And they might have accidentally had it out of throttle hold. It was yeah. in that normal mode, and so he was setting a pitch. Uh, you know, he probably left it at mid stick. Yeah. And then as soon as they went out of the menu, it went mid stick, and went it went mid stick yeah. with, in, with not probably not a slow spool setup because yeah. the guy uses a, a normal mode. I mean, a lot of new guys do that. Yep. Just or old school guys. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's really no fault of Leroy. It's just no, not probably at all. probably a weird radio set up and you know how things are when a lot of people are around and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as you heard from the last episode, he had his hat on the table, the helicopter near it, and basically it spooled up and 
it kind of got caught up on his hat a little and kind of hit him on the head as it was the helicopter was falling to the ground. Um, ended up kind of getting close to his his um, golf cart, and he was kind of worried about his golf cart because it started it caught on fire after that, right? So his helicopter is sitting right next to the gas tank of his golf cart and <laughs> on fire while he's, you know, just gushing blood gushing blood from his head like you know not gushing it wasn't gushing like he had an artery anything. but you know it was any type of head wound like it just bleeds yeah, it just like, bleeds it a lot or yeah. it's a lot it right doesn't have to be a deep cut to bleed no no not at all and it was a pretty deep cut because people were saying you can see his skull you know like yeah. it went down to the bone and it didn't break his skull but it went down to his bone and he needed 14 stitches and it's just funny because Shit like this, you don't, you know, you hear it happening once in a while, but like, damn, man, it's like it, to have it happen like that night at, you know, or like the night, like the basically the night before, like Urcha mm-hmm. begins or whatever, um, or the first night of Urcha, you know, and then like Jesse Allen stepping up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, put like ice and a compress on his head, like, okay, we gotta, we gotta get you to the hospital, and, and one of his friends, um, Went with him to the emergency room, drove him there and waited like four or five hours with him at the hospital, at the emergency room to get stitches and all that stuff done. It's just, it's amazing, you know. And, you know, he was in high spirits. Um, He was like, it happened. He still wore the hat with the burnt up hole and all the blood stains on it, (laughs) you know, like he was hardcore, man. Um, Still came out and, and flew and had fun and enjoyed it. Um, um, I'll, we'll kind of circle back to him because I do want to talk to you know, talk about one of his flights that I got a chance to see something, but um, you know, and then we got he, then he like also hosted the Cincinnati pizza party or Cincy pizza party, right? So I think it was like a Friday evening thing, and it's funny because right before this, we'll go into first, I guess, is John Allen's thing, mm-hmm. and because I ended up missing that, but Leroy or the Cincy pizza party kind of. Saved me because that was what ended up being my dinner. But yeah, we'll talk about John Allen's beef brisket dinner. Yeah, yeah John. Yeah, you. John brings his big smoker to a lot of fun flies, and uh, I think um, one of the other guys, I think it was Mark, got like a fifteen pound brisket, hmm? and he smoked it. I think he said fifteen hours. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen hours. And Tima made a bunch of stuff. She made some like yep. baked macaroni and salad and Chip, whatever cut up watermelon corn. corn yeah watermelon so we took all that stuff down there to the where the hooligans were camped out when the brisket was ready and dude that stuff was awesome yeah like, it was it was just melt in your mouth basically brisket was very good and the mac and cheese was going tyson couldn't keep out of that mac and cheese man <laughs> at one point i said you could ate the whole damn thing yourself or you know got your own yeah you know second plate of that stuff yeah john was cutting it up he's like was never gonna eat all this dude <laughs> that shit was gone in like 20 minutes yeah yeah it was delicious yeah gotta nice. give him huge thanks for uh yeah. inviting us down for that that was great man yeah it was awesome yeah it's always fun to hang out with those guys dan and John, Tyson, Mark, the whole hooligan crowd. I mean, Dan's not part of it, but he kind of is. He's a Maryland hooligan. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's at Northeast Eagle then. Yeah, so that was fun. You want to talk about the the Cincy thing, Steve? Yeah, so um, homemade pizza or something, right? Well, they're making pizza right from a a pizza smoker, I guess. It's like yeah, pizza oven. It's a pizza oven, but they use wood pellets. It wasn't like they used um, yeah, like a wood fired oven. Yeah, wood fire oven. It's like a small little portable one. And they had all the ingredients, and you basically just made your pizza right there. It, was, it took um, a minute on each side, like a minute, rotate 180, another minute, and it was done That's perfectly. Cool. Um, and it had toppings and all that stuff. So it was actually it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it sucked because I m- ended up missing out on the beef brisket dinners because I had um, Team SAB stuff to do. Right. And by the time I got there, there was, no- there was nothing. It was like scraps. And I'm like, no, you can I'm like, I'm not having the fucking scraps. Kevin ate it all. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He ate, he ate all of it. Um, I did not. So it was good that I got to go to the pizza party, which was still going on. Which I, So that ended up being kind of my dinner for the night. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was cool. And they're very welcoming. And it's it was awesome, you know. I, I kind of like I like that, like, you know, you go to Urcha and you go to, some, you know, you go to Fun Flies in general. And you have, like, your different crews, right? You have your um, RC, you know. RC hoes and RC hooligans, and you have your your Ohio folks. You know, you have like your Northeast folks like us. You have down south folks like you know. So you have all these different crews that kind of like, you know, sit in their own group, but they all kind of know each other and hang out too. It's, it's yeah. weird. So, yeah. well, everybody kind of the each group sort of pits together, puts mm-hmm. their pop ups and stuff together. But then they everybody just intermingles with everybody yeah. else because yes. you know you go over here and sit for a while and chat with these guys and you go hang mm-hmm. out with this other guys. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. So it's not very awesome. clicky. No, no, no. That's not what I'm trying. That's what I'm, I wanted not to go into. Like it's not clicky. It's not like the RC hooligans and hoes stay only by themselves and they don't ever talk to anyone else. It's not like that. You know, everyone kind of intermingles, but they like you're saying they all camp together, which is nice because they. Just like uh, where we were staying with Oxytown, right? Like mm-hmm. we were part of Oxytown, but like, you know, we were mingling with everyone. We were everywhere. So, um, and it's funny to see that like SAB had their own little campground where like it was, you know, Ron and Bird and John, Justin Cook and the Diamantes and um, Greg Barbudo was there too. Like there's a whole bunch of people, you know, that kind of like camped together. And then mm-hmm. we had Oxytown, which was us. Um, with you know McClellan's and Luca and all the the Denmark kids and all the other folks that that came in you know internationally, I didn't really know where Synergy camped out. I, I mean, I feel like there was some of there, there was a couple synergies of, behind us or by us to the right yeah, of us. Uh, most are right there beside Bert's stuff. Yeah, beside the SAB stuff mostly. Yeah, kind of um, spread out though. Yeah, kind of spread out, but it's awesome. It's a great event. People need to go. Uh, what do we have here? The gasser thing, huh? Yeah, I went to the gas-powered thoughts Mm -hmm. live thing that Kerry does every year. And uh, sometimes he has a a speaker come in or something. This time he was just kind of chatting about, you know, what kind of what gas helicopters are all about, you know, how to get started and um, uh, some of the differences and how the power setups go and stuff like that. Which is really great because there's always two or three guys there that don't have a gas heli, but are interested in it. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of what this is geared toward. But yeah. I always like to go and support Carrie 
uh, with, uh, you know, just show up, provide support. And, uh, he always gets some questions and stuff, does question answer type thing. Uh, and I got to, uh, talk with Tom Welch, which is a big gasser, uh, guy. Mm-hmm, and nice. of course I had met Doug Darby back before. So I got to talk yep. to him a little bit. Oh yeah. 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 We, we didn't mention him, but he's a cool, yeah. cool dude. Yeah. Man. And, um, so yeah, just talking about gassers, uh, trying to explain and, you know, some of the advantages, some of the disadvantages, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Gas powered thoughts. So Come I want to mention that and give Carrie a shout out. Blackout yeah. mods. Yep. Blackout mods. Mm-hmm. Whiplash. Talking about uh, gassers. I flew my first gasser. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's did. right. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, it was a brief flight, but, uh, you know, it was cool. I, was I actually kind of liked it. I think, you know, gassers could be something that I can fly. Just, um, it's just different because I was, you it's know, was, uh, no, no, it was more, more, not the, the f- model that was different for me. It was, I, your settings and your controller just felt really alien to me. Mm-hmm. Um, your tail was very fast, but your cyclic was very slow. So it felt weird to do maneuvers where I had to do both because I mm-hmm. couldn't get the timing. But, um, overall though, if it didn't feel like as heavy as I thought it would, it did, I felt the weight, but it wasn't yeah. like I couldn't do any of my maneuvers. Like I was like, you know, that, and that was the whole reason. Like, I wanted to try. It's like, can I do the maneuvers I do, right? Like on a gasser, you know, the power is less, but it also weighs more, so it feels even more, you know, you know, even more kind of weak in power, right? But no, it felt fine. I was actually able to fly it. You know, in my in my opinion, pretty well for for the circumstances, right? Yeah. Like not, you know, you being used to the controller and the layout and everything. Yeah, I mean, the the controller feels differently for sure. Yeah, and. uh I don't, yeah, I don't even remember what the rates are on that, but, um, yeah, you, I thought you flew, flew pretty well. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's definitely different, but the nice thing about it is you can kind of do every maneuver, but mm-hmm. you've got to work at it a little bit more and you got to go yeah. a little bit slower at it. Yeah. You can't just bang, 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 bang. But, like it's like. You know. Well, that being said, it will actually make you a much better pilot. Mm-hmm. So once you can fly a gasser really well and do piroflips and TikToks and all that, you go back to an electric and it's just like piece of cake. I mean, yeah. you have to put no effort at all into it mm-hmm. because it teaches you that collective management and that pitch management and how to finesse it a little bit. Yeah. Who was it that threw down with a gasser at night? Somebody had a really good flight. One of the see, one of the miniature aircraft. one of the miniature aircraft guys flew. I think that was Raj's gasser in the King of the Midnight Sun. Yeah, and that and was an amazing that, flight. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, ben yeah. Stork always flies Doug Darby's mm-hmm. one of his blackout mods, uh, Line Seven Hundred X. Okay, he has a tuned pipe on that, which and I mean it. It's it's friggin' amazing. Like, it can barely tell, uh, except for the sound, you can't even tell it's a gas heli. I mean, well, it's the sound and, and more no like smoke an coming out. Yeah, 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 the exactly. no smoke kind of bugged me out at first, too. I was like, how do I know it's running? Or, yeah. you know, like, obviously you hear it, but yeah. once you start moving out, it's like, and then all the other noises of every other helicopter around you, you're like, is this still running? Uh, it's still flying. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I sort of experimented with it, but I, I really like it because you can get a whole lot of, you can get a whole lot of stick time for very little money. Yeah. And that's the part yep. that like, I think it's awesome because it's like, it's like having a sim kind of like, you know, you're flying this field model and you know, what is it like, whatever, $3 a gallon plus whatever it costs for two cycle oil. Yeah. And like, you know, that gallon will last you so, so you get so okay. long. You get eight. Like I can get with that heli, I can get eight flights and let's just round down and call them ten minutes of like hardcore three D. Yeah. So, so ten so that's eighty minutes of Yeah. So an hour and twenty three, minutes full of three D. Yes. On you know, five dollars, wow. six dollars, maybe, yeah. maybe ten. Say it was ten. Still, yeah, even ten bucks. Cheap. You know, what's a retail cost of a gallon? Forty dollars of nitro. Yeah, yeah, and, and you that's only giving you get seven like flights. Seven minutes. Seven six minute flights. Yeah, yeah. six flights. You know, yeah. I routinely get oh fifteen minutes because, like I say, I can get about eleven to twelve minutes, like at Govern, you know, nineteen fifty or whatever, mm-hmm. two thousand. And then I, so say 12 minutes there, but then time you do five or six autos or something, pretty soon you've been actually flying for 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, so you can get, and it made me a better pilot. It made me a little more smooth on the sticks doing TikToks and doing circuits like hurricanes and stuff, learning how to not just shove the pitch full one way or the other. Cause you kind of have to finesse it. So it makes you, I feel like it makes you a much better pilot. Once you get proficient with the gasser. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Go back cool. to a nitro or an electric and you can really fly them well. Yeah. Unless you're me and bog the crap out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that poor, poor motor. Yeah. It's coming out. Right. It's going to get a nice, nice, uh, re- you know, I'm going to definitely check it over, but a nice rebuilt, uh, uh, you know, gold edition 105. So I'm gonna send it a get well card because yeah, yeah, it's gonna need it. <laughs> no. I'm gonna no, send I'll, it a sympathy card. I'm yeah. gonna re- I'm gonna rebuild both of them. I'm gonna have that spare motor sitting there, so I'll be good. Uh, All right. Uh, we also got a chance. This is now this is first for me. Um, which we didn't have too much time because we kind of got there late, but we got a chance to check out the AMA museum. Yeah, which was pretty cool. You know, that was cool. Yeah, like. First of all, kind of, you know, walking in and seeing, like, a lot of the control line stuff initially. And I was like, damn, when I was in the control line, they were, like, 14, maybe 18-inch wingspans. Like, they weren't big. Mm. And I was seeing some huge bottles there that are control line. Yeah. Uh, that one was, like, 60-inch. Easy. Yeah, easy. That yeah. plane or whatever they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting, man. Yeah, I like that they had, like, a full, like, not a, well, I mean, I guess, like, a full size, but, like, you know, like a replica of a hobby shop back in the day and all the different stuff that they had back then. You know, they had like fuel pellets and things that I was just like, what the hell is this? You know? Yeah. It was it really pretty didn't, cool. Didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Know what, what I was looking at. Yeah, yeah. They had some like NASA stuff, like experimental stuff that, yep. you know, that I guess, uh, you know, when NASA was prototyping some other stuff, they would use models, right? Like uh, scale them down, use models, proof of concept type of deal. So. I didn't realize it till I kind of got into it, but a lot of stuff NASA did with 
developing, you know, different aircraft, spacecraft and stuff. They used RC models. Yes. Take Scaled stuff like yeah. uh, shuttles and stuff, and they would fly them up on an RC model and then drop them and test different, how they would glide, different glide ratios, diff- yeah. different flight characteristics of stuff by using scale models. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of what Fitz was saying about, you know, to prove the fact that they could transport the shuttle, they built it and put it on a model. Yep. yep. And, uh, yeah, we saw some similar type things over there. Yeah, we had one that that was like an airplane that had like a shuttle on the belly, kind of like a wide-looking thing that would drop that, right? They had the one plane that Steve Austin crashed mm-hmm. on the beginning of uh, Six Million Dollar Man for you ancient people that used to watch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they had they had a really interesting plane that went across the the transatlantic flight. Yeah, that which is was amazing. Really interesting. I don't even know what I I, I should have remembered. I should have noted what year, but it uh, wasn't was two thousand five, I think. Yeah, two thousand five. So they went three or five and seventy two megahertz. Right, it was definitely right. long antenna. You know, funny yeah. antennas. Um, and it was interesting how they did it. Right, like you you want to go into it. Well, from what I could make out, uh, yeah, they, they took off from the Nova Scotia area up mm-hmm. there in the northeast. They flew to uh, Ireland and basically mm-hmm. took it off, and then it was on autopilot uh, for the entire way until it got into Ireland, and then they took it off autopilot once it connected back to the radio and actually landed it. Yeah. But just their whole fuel consumption and battery power yeah. was, was pretty amazing. They had a little tiny like motor on there as a generator so yep. the batteries wouldn't wouldn't die and uh i forget how long it took it was like eight hours or 13 hours or something like that uh, it took a long time because and this was like i think their third they had fifth, like three three or four failed yeah. attempts okay so the fifth attempt made it yeah, yeah they had a bunch of yeah. attempts they had yeah. a bunch of attempts and it's just cool because if you think about it like you're like oh how would they do that now like, yeah, with GPS, but, like, how did they do the handoff on uh, radio to GPS, right? But, like, back then, it was all 72 or AM, whatever, FM megahertz, right? So, like, you just got on the same channel. So, as soon as you lost frequency, right, you know, like, okay, GPS will take it over there. As soon as it became in range, then you had control again, just running yeah. the same crystal, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting, you know? Yep. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Bunch yeah. of them. Military mm-hmm. uh, targets that they used to oh, use, yeah. RC targets and drones right. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and a bunch of those stuff. They also had a room. I don't know if you guys went in it. There was a back room there that I went to. And it was like a very STEM slash educational room where they had, they had like kind of like cockpits with like, you know, TV screens. And they had a real flight on there. And you could play real flight. Just like you could sim. Um, I did see them. Uh, room with it looked like it had all the AMA magazines, like a library. Oh, I also. didn't see that. Oh, yeah, that was the side room. Yeah, but like yeah. opposite of that room. So that like when you went to the NASA room, all on the right was that library. Then on the left, there was like a door with like LED lights or whatever. And I went into it, and uh, yeah. it had a couple of Sims. It had a couple of like they almost looked like arcade games, but they were like basically a controller that had a helicopter on a platform and would teach kids orientation and like what the stick movements did. You know, so like what. You know, forward and back elevator and left and right ailerons. What what that looked like, rudder looked like, and stuff. And the little models would like kind of spin up, and you would, like, you know, whack the sticks around. And <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> interesting. Um, cool. Yeah, they had like you know air powered stuff and things, just like different type of like STEM educational um, experiments and stuff, which which you know I kind of like because 
it's like you know what can i if i do go with my kids like what can i have them like play around with and stuff right i look at that in that aspect so yeah they had that cool seat that was like hooked up to uh, an rc transmitter it yeah. was like you know like your yoke and your rudder pedals and everything and it seemed like you can basically fly your RC airplane like a flight simulator in like a like real scale. Oh, yeah. Yep. So that was pretty cool. Um, I do got to say their their helicopter display was like, eh, <laughs> kind of lacking. Yeah, a couple of like free flight Cox 049, you know, um, type of. Well, they didn't have anything new. But yeah, they, but they, they didn't did have also, quite a big section dedicated no, just to that was, that was I felt it was proportional, to be honest. Yeah? I yeah. don't know. I felt like they had way bigger everything else. Like, control line was way, way bigger because you had, like, a whole walk like walkway, a couple displays, a couple things hanging up. This was just, like, one display in a corner and didn't didn't have, like, it was just, like, that one display and then whatever it, they put on top of it. And, you well, know. it was, like, adjacent to the transmitter display. Coming. Yeah. Only about the same size as the transmitters. Yeah. Maybe a little smaller. But it was pretty decent I size. Think, I, mean, I thought it was proportional to the amount of members that are heli pilots. Uh, and you got to remember, true. it's a museum, so nothing in there is from, like, you know, it's all stuff from 10, 15, 50 years ago. Yeah. And I guess I a lot know. of that stuff is also donated, so. Yeah, it's all know. donated. Yeah, so. So if you'll donate them a Kraken, they'll probably put it in there. Yeah, I have a feeling that most of those helicopters. Um, yeah, oh yeah, no, I'm sure if you did donate, they would take it. But I'm just <laughs> thinking, like, I'm sure, like, a lot of those helicopters were like, this is the first helicopter that flew for 30 seconds, <laughs> you know, like. Sure, yeah. sure, uh, yeah. Like, yes, uh, like, historical, like, actually had some, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, you look at last five years of no not five years it's like the last two years of helicopters are all the same crap like they're all the same yeah i mean they all fly excellent they're really yeah yeah much of a milestone you know i'm surprised that they didn't have like the transition from fly bar to fly barless like yeah that's a good point you know maybe one or two helicopters it doesn't have to be be new it could have just been like a version two you know version one aligned t-rex 700 right that one that used to be fly bar now converted the little yeah. pre-flop models. Yeah, the rubber band power stuff was pretty cool. The stuff the that you breathe on and it freaking wings. Yeah, that break. Was, and a lot of them were broken. Like you can see, mm-hmm. it's all ripped up. But it looked like that, like almost like you know, insects have like that, like mm-hmm. color, like rainbow color to them when the light hits it. It kind of had that look to it, which is pretty cool. I don't know what that material was, but you'd be see. surprised how I many dragonflies it takes to build one of those airplanes. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, but we didn't have much time to really, really go in depth into that place. But uh, I, you know, I think we had like what fifteen minutes or something, twenty minutes. Yeah, they were about to close. Yeah, yeah. so we kind of ran through it pretty quick. Uh, talking about flights, it's it's so hard. There's so many good flights. Yeah, like Kyle threw down. He was clipping grass in his hurricanes. Like he threw down. You know, Khan Punoy threw down every single flight he flew, even a three eighty, that little. The new 380 or whatever that MSH 380 is, he was throwing down that thing. I don't know. It's hard to say because it was weird. This year was different for us, at least you and I, um, Andy. Right? Like we didn't really hang out center stage and watch a lot of the stuff. No, we didn't you know, see anything. We missed most of Battle <laughs> of the Brand. Yeah, we missed I most did. Of, uh-huh. You know, 
the king of uh missed part of the midnight sun competition yeah. missed almost all the battle of the brands missed yeah. all the demos i didn't see one demo i didn't see any demos either i mean i saw some of the sabs power i even stuff. missed the flying cornhole and the urch iron man stuff that yeah. I, I i wanted to participate in but i just you know yeah just not- get busy and forget about it i saw a little bit of it i don't know yeah a little bit of it it was it Kids was plus all, shaggy. It was all ten year olds plus shaggy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw some of the Iron Man stuff. But yeah, I mean we were just yeah, having, doing our own thing, having fun. Yeah. Well that's a, that's just it. Just you you go do your own thing and Yeah. Hang out and you don't really miss it, even though you no. didn't see a demo. I mean you can turn any direction and see somebody flying just as good as you could see in a demo so i mean it mm-hmm. kind of lacks luster we also saw some great flights oh absolutely like i saw uh con fly i saw those other couple of kids fly i saw the the uh the tandem oxy five flights that they were working on and that they did that was really cool oh man the tandem oxy five flights were awesome when they're yeah. doing the um the nose doing- nose and nose backflips synchronized or the TikToks. And or the TikToks. And other, and was yeah. Really I mean, that cool. I've seen before, but like just to be perfectly synced, like, you know, like it was just perfectly but, synced. And I yeah, couldn't believe it. They put a lot of work into it. Yeah. Like, they, they had good choreography mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw a flight that you haven't seen before. I saw Ben Stork fly that kick ass freaking night fly. Mm-hmm. Nobody'd seen that before. Well, not that since was, 10 years ago, he said. That was great, man. Mm hmm. Yeah, that was really awesome. That was really well done. The lights were amazing. Really went well with the music. That's one of my top like three flights, dude, that I saw. Yeah, it was good. It was it was good. Let's talk about our flights a little bit. Yeah, you know what? I mentioned to, I think both of you guys at different times that I'm glad we got together on Saturday mm-hmm. and went out to a flight station and all three of us flew. You know, that yeah. was really cool for me. That was that was kind of a highlight, definitely of yeah. of Urcha, just chilling mm-hmm. out, the three of us flying. That was great, man. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah, fun. Yeah, was great. Got your Glogo flying good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some. Uh, thanks, Steve, for letting me have some nitro. Yeah, of course. And the 690 flew pretty good, yeah. See, what were you flying, Steve? Your nitro? Yeah, so, I mean, I flew my... So, um, so really, I didn't fly too much. I flew I flew my nitro. So, first, I flew my Goblin 500. I put new dampers in there. I fixed the... The pitch arms that were were bent, and um, and then I was like, "Whoa, this thing doesn't flutter like it used to. It doesn't make all the weird noises like it used to." Mm. And I was like, "Oh, that I still need to replace the tail shaft, but but nonetheless, it flew really good." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And then I flew the Kraken, and um, I had to put new camping mounts because it ripped off, and so no big deal. And that flew good too. I, and then I was just like, "I need to fly the nitro, like you know, I brought nitro with me. I'm gonna fly the nitro saw." Uh, I don't know. I probably had like three or four flights, I think. And then mm-hmm. I think Kevin, you probably put about two or three on your your Glogo, right? I think I at least did three on each. Of yeah, them. and uh, so it's like you know. And I was, dude, <laughs> I the first couple of flights of the night, I was like, okay, okay, this is good, this is good. I like it, you know. <laughs> and that's the, and then and then the last flight that Andy saw, I was like, okay, yeah, this is <laughs> this is so good, but it's it's, <laughs> it's hurting a little, it's hurting a little, it's okay. But um, yeah, it was fun though, and I flew I flew the crap out of nitro. Really, I don't know the nitro flies so well. Uh, just the overall like 
my setup, like you know, the the rates, the agility, the style, like everything about it, I'm I'm either very used to it or it's the way I like it because to me, I was having fun with it. And I was flying it. I was getting very comfortable with the collective stops and stuff, and you know, it was just cool. I was having fun, you know. And I was I was doing these like rainbows with a kind of like a one eighty little funnel on the top, and then shoot the rainbow the other way and stuff. Little things like that. I was just like, oh, this is awesome, you know. I was yeah, having was a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. I don't think I even flew. Like, I was charging up the batteries for the Black Thunder, but I don't think I even had a chance to fly that. Like, it just got so whirlwind and, you know, it was done before I even knew it. I didn't feel pressured, though, to fly, and I didn't feel like I was pushing myself. I really got comfortable out there, you know, when we were flying back to back there. It was, it mm-hmm. was good. Yeah, you're flying great, Kevin. I, I know you and I went and did a couple of flights while Steve was doing some of his uh team stuff and you were really flying you were flying the 690 like really well thanks I, man i flew the uh xl power a couple times i mean it, it was fun yeah. yeah it was cool it was like laid back cool uh-huh uh-huh wait a minute we almost forgot speaking of great flying andy with his monster auto which oh, we yeah. won't exactly give out the details of how high it was, was 400 feet it was four hundred plus feet. Well, no, no, it was no, three ninety nine. It was three ninety nine plus, <laughs> plus, plus. It was four hundred feet. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It was 400 yeah. four hundred feet. Four three ninety nine times, times three. Um. Jeez. <laughs> oh, no, it was four hundred feet. Come on. I was. Count- it was funny. He did two <laughs> autos in the same flight, and uh, the first time, I didn't count like in my head seconds, and. The second time I did, and I was into like 30-something, 36 seconds easy. And I know he wasn't trying or anything. So I, yeah, I wasn't even trying on those. I flew the, that, uh, that, floated that XL Power pretty good, too, remember? Yeah. 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 Nice. But, dude, you had to have done a 45-second easy the the first time on that gasser, man. And I was like, is he going back up? Like, it looked like it was climbing back up at one point. <laughs> it was going away from us. I yeah. know that. But that was, that was insane, dude. Thanks. I love I love watching you fly, dude. You you really smooth. Really know what you're doing. You know, not sketchy at all. Yeah, and I'm really easy to follow because I do the same three things over and over and over. Oh, stop! <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, so, I, it was one of my favorite parts was flying with you guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Like the hour that we hung out, flew together. Was yeah, good. we did do that more often at more events instead of like. Like at least yeah. set like a good hour or two hours where we just camp yeah, out at just, a flight yeah, station. Just take a spot station and go charge take turns everything back to back. and just yeah, fly everything yep. back to back, you know, with yeah. each other. I think it's definitely yeah. And I like the fact that, that, you know, they were regulating the the flight stations more or less. The that woman was going up and down the flight line mm-hmm. saying, Hey, you Marshall. need your spotter and he's gotta be right there next to you. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. And she didn't stop all day, you know? Yeah. You need a little organization. It's funny. She was yeah. like, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. But you have to blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. And this is, um, I'm going to bring up kind of a point that I've mentioned before, but you see people bitching and complaining about how Urch's gone downhill and there's only, you know, there's half the amount of pilots there were six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. You couldn't do what we did. Yes. There's a thousand pilots there. Yes. I mean, we basically just went to an empty flight station and the three of us were there like an hour. 
Yeah, we, we each did like three or four flights each. A couple each. other guys come mm-hmm. up and flew. But, yeah. I mean, there wasn't – when there's a line eight deep at every station, it just – I don't know. That sucks. You know, it's funny, too. Yeah, it's true. like, you know, I was hearing back in the heyday, you know, they were like, yeah, oh, it was great. Middle. It was 1,200 people, 1,500 people. But there was 45 minutes to an hour wait at a flight. Yeah, station. so why is that – Explain that to me. Yeah, that would be – you know what that would make me do? That would make me go to a different site and fly, and that would suck because then I would miss everything yeah. else. yeah. No, I don't want that. I don't want, you know what? I, I said it before too. Like, people are like, well, it's not the heydays. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I don't care about those heydays. You, people could have them. Give but me, you do always, is, you do always remember that better no, than but, it actually was. But right now, it's the hardcore pilots, the people that are in this hobby. They're not yeah, the flakers that, that, that got into it because it was a fad. It was a yeah. thing to do. In it know? and then out in three years. Exactly. No, no. People that are in it have been in it, you know, or and there's, there are new people, obviously. Right. Th- there are new people like Kevin going for the first time and my second yeah. year. Like I've only been in the hobby f- maybe five years now. You know, Kevin and I, it's not a long time in the hobby. Yeah. But, you know, we've already I, I in my head, at least we've already proven ourselves as a hardcore like, you know, RC folks. Like we're not we're not going to just ease out of this as quickly as we got into it, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it, it's different. Uh, like I, I even see a difference from the first time I went four years ago. Mm-hmm. Fewer pilots and fewer, which I want to talk with Bird about this a little bit when we do something later on. But mm-hmm. from the the other side, from the business side, yeah, because there's definitely less. Uh, like I would guess, I would say vendors or companies showing off stuff. I yes. mean, the, no, that, that's the, true. the I do center that. thing down through there is not, of course, you have Shannon, you have uh, Alan from Haley Lids selling stuff, but there's not really a lot of, there's really no vendors per se, and the, the companies, even the platinum sponsors just kind of had a few of the team's models there to look yeah. at and talk and i mean they were there if you had questions or something but there wasn't this big production stuff yeah yeah it wasn't a big production they didn't have like like synergy release or 696 but like i don't know i mean it didn't seem like there was like a big announcement or about it or anything no. it's just kind of like this is out we have it here come take a look and yeah. you know i stopped by and spoke to amy for a little bit and, well and I, got to check it out and, you know. and I I think social ha- media has changed all that I was just getting ready to say that, Kevin. I right. I have a, th- a thought about that. Mm-hmm. Back uh, back in the day, you had to you. I mean, there there were the forums, so there was information there. So, so there's there was leakage. You would go there and, and you right? would you would get to find out what's the new thing, what who's doing this, what's doing that. Nowadays, with Facebook and social media, you know everything the freaking day that it happens. So. It's old news by the time Urch comes around. So, I mean, you're not, I don't feel like we're missing all that stuff. It's just kind of changed into more laid back, back to a fun fly type atmosphere, which I'm okay with. I enjoy yeah, it. I like Le- it. Less of a trade show, less of a trade show, more of a fun fly. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just me and that I've changed in the hobby and I'm less excited about new stuff or if that's 
you know, I don't know. Could be me. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say. I don't know. I still think like, I mean, so the, what was the big releases of, of this year's rituals? The, the Oxy five nitro and the, the Oxy five stretch. Yeah. Which, which is an you know, Oxy five. Stretch. Same I mean, thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to um, include it as a new helicopter, new design. It's just the, a stretch. The 696 from Synergy. Mm-hmm. XL Power had the little 380 there, but they kind of already uh, announced that. <laughs> Sorry, it's garbage. I don't care. It has boom yeah. support. That's garbage. Uh, uh, so, I, I mean. Yeah. What, else, what is else You know, I, I know one thing that I noticed, I saw that, you know, it's, it's nothing's in production. Nothing is. It's just a, like, a pet project. I think I mentioned it here, didn't I? Oh, I put that in news announcements, but um, yeah, we'll go into that later. But yeah, but there wasn't like anything that was like, wow, this is so new or this is cool. Like they, yeah, they released their, their yeah NEX six. I didn't see that it. one. Yeah, I didn't see it. I think a line had the three hundred. Yeah, I didn't look at. I didn't look at that either. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just us. Maybe it's us. It might be us. Yeah, it might be us. Maybe because we're just like, yeah, whatever. Seen it, been there, done it. You know, like. You know, like it doesn't like a 300X doesn't impress me at all. You know, the Proto 380, cheaper version. I don't know, poor man's 380, whatever you, they call it, the, the entry level 380. It's it doesn't impress me because it looks like a Proto's a mini well, Proto's. And like I said they took the best 380 ever built and made it yeah. shitty. It's yeah, shittier. You so. know, like so it doesn't impress me. Yeah, sure. I'd have, it's at a very cheap price point, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, is it cheaper than an Oxy four? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. You know? I think so. But yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's just like nothing was like shouting at, at us. I was like, whoa, this is new and I got to go check it out. The Diablo Nitro. Oh, you know? yeah. We didn't mention that. You know? Diablo Nitro um, arrived mostly. Yeah. Yeah. So they, those are pe- kits were getting handed out, right? People were buying those yes. kits. They got most of a kit. Most of a kit? Did they not yeah. get the canopy? I think one that was... of the boxes got lost in the <gasps> hung up in oh, customs. It had the tank and the fan shroud and a few few other little parts. So nobody was able to build one and fly it there. Wait, wait, really all the sucked. kits were like that? Yeah. Well, I think. I think it was. Yeah. I th- well, I don't know if it was every kit. But uh, I think everything was in two boxes. Like one big box with all the kits. Mm-hmm. And then another box of accessories and the accessory box, I think, got hung up in customs. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Also, it wasn't like a production line kit, like in the box, sealed with... I guess not, I don't know. Yeah, I guess they didn't make it. You know, like they probably just ran out of time, I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know. I could be completely, totally wrong on all this. It wouldn't be the first time. Yep. Or the last. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's gonna be the last. I'm never gonna be wrong ever again. All right, you've heard. Yeah, next we'll five see. minutes. Yeah, for the next five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, the flying, you know, the flying is crazy. The crashes were great too. I mean, I don't know, the people crashed. I, I I heard a lot of helicopters go in. I didn't really see a lot go in. You know, just because my, I was looking the other way or flying or doing something. So I think I saw two. I think I saw two crashes. They were one guy ejected his battery pack, so I kept my eye on it so I could go out and get it for him. Oh, that was the guy on the right where we were yeah. flying. Yeah. What was that? Was that a 700X? I have no idea. I thought it was a T-Rex, but I could be mistaken. Uh, and the other guy crashed uh, to the, like, the left of center stage. I saw him bounce something up. 
but I, I couldn't tell you who it is, what it was. Yeah. I think it was a goblin. Wasn't it a goblin? Could have been. I don't remember. Did say a goblin? I know I thought I saw I thought I saw Kraken go in, too. Somebody well, Kyle's Kraken went in. Yeah. With the oh, yellow yeah, yeah. canopy. Yeah. yeah. With that, that was the only one in the U.S., too, that the no, new canopy saw, design. I thought I saw an orange one, too. Somebody Could have crashed been. one. There yeah. was actually quite a bit of Krakens out there, not just, obviously, at the SAB team folks there quite yeah, there was. just I'm driving through like on the people's tables that they're they're pop-ups i saw mm-hmm. quite a bit of crackings which is cool yeah um yeah yeah i don't know i know cool. devin devin said he he crashed his oxy5 nitro but it was like nothing they got to fix that night yeah i think he lost the uh tail pulley or something on it but um yeah i mean so let's see um i guess are we ready to move to news and announcements then Sure. Yes, I'm ready for news and announcements. All right, what do we got? We don't do it for a day or two. It's all over the place. No. Um, You sound like you're about to be like, oh, I don't know something. No, no. So what I want to say is like this whole Nats shit, I don't know. I don't know if you even bother. I don't know. you. If you guys want to go over the the stuff. Yeah, I'm going to quickly go through it because it needs to be mentioned. Because there's too many people like you. They're like, oh, this Nats bullshit. I don't give a damn about this. Do it. But you should. You should why? give a damn about this. Why? Why should because? I? Why? I don't know. Tell me why. Should. Tell me why do we, because we have these classes? Because you want to keep R.C. Helly's alive. No, 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 no. no. This exactly. is R.C. Helly's. I understand. This is, this is competition, R.C. Helly's. But, you know, hey, I'm looking at this hey, list. Without, and... without this F3C, F3N stuff, mm-hmm. back in the day, we wouldn't have 3D Helly's that we have now. Yeah. But do we still need them when there's like... Three people apply for like three people fly for this class, and you have your top three. There you go. Like, we I don't, don't need them, but you still should be aware of it. Don't, sure. That's the reason I want to bring it up because nobody's freaking ever ever heard of it. I didn't yeah, know was, Jack crap people about don't it care about him, a that's couple why. years ago. Yeah. I started looking into it. All right, well, I'm gonna mute my mic. You guys can go through <laughs> this. Let me know when you guys are done. Text me. Steve is a little upset that there are names on this list and not his. Well, that's what no about. way, no jealous. way. That's not even. That's not even remotely the case. Jealous. Steve's no, just shut mad the hell that up. He that is not hover. even the case. <laughs> shut that is not even up. the case. Well, if I wanted a, to do this, I would. And a Diet Coke, <laughs> I would try to do this if I wanted. Steve to do this. is I don't unable want to, to hover, and he's jealous of people that can. Yes, I can't hover for thirty <laughs> minutes. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't hover for thirty minutes. No, not straight. I can't hover for thirty minutes straight. I can't watch someone hover for thirty minutes, and I can't do it myself. I don't think I can hover for thirty minutes. No, but I, I have my reservations, but I'll keep my mouth shut from here on. <laughs> All right, just read them off. Andy. I'm just going to read them off real quick. The the Nats for the helicopter stuff, the AMA classes, the class one, which is a sportsman. We had Dan Brickman in second and Angel Rojas in first. Class two was Pete Bisbal in fourth. Yeah, Bernard Bisbal. Shaw, Michael Shaggy Parker, and Sam Corlett won that. Class three was our buddy Robert Monty in second with James Hall in first. And then in the F3C, which is the actual FAI stuff, Tim DePerry got third. Nob Yas Udo, do? I know yes, I butchered that do. name. Uh, got second with Dwight Schilling in first. And then the F3N, which is the 3D class for FAI stuff. Uh, Wes Manier was fifth 
with Robert Monty in fourth, Greg Jackson, Aaron Cole, and then Ben Stork in first place. Wow. And then in the master class, Robert Monty got second and Wes Muneer picked up first. Oh, congrats on all those guys. Man. Yeah, I wanted to give these guys a shout out because they work hard at this stuff. And while it's boring to Steve, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's more than the boringness. Than it's more than the boringness. I do give it. I do give all these pilots props for the dedication, the training, and and doing it. But I think it's a joke because you have two people in the master class, so of course you're going to have one and two place winner. Like I think that's the problem that well, we don't have enough participation, and that because of that, like it's kind hey, of. Hey Steve, guess how we get more participation? Yeah, I was going to say the answer nah. is we to... talk about it on the fucking <laughs> podcast, and people no. say, "Oh, maybe I'll check in." No, they that. need to change the format. The format <laughs> is the problem. It's too boring. Who the fuck wants to hover? You know, like that's I. I, I don't know. That's just me. I can't. I can't do this. I would love to do the F three C F three N stuff, but do, the, do the F3N, AMA then. class, the AMA do, classes, do F three N. You can absolutely one hundred percent do it. Do it. You don't have to do the F three C part. Just do the F three N. Go compete. Yeah, learn the when maneuvers. I, when I get when I get to learn the maneuvers and I get to that skill, when I have enough experience, I'll definitely compete. But right no. now, I'm. No. But what about guys like quiet. me? Hmm? <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, that's you do the F3N 100%. Yeah. I can't do F3N. I'm not good at 3D enough, but I can do sport flying so I can do F3C stuff. And people like me that maybe want to compete but aren't on as a high level of flying as you, they can but go it does, I mean, compete I don't in cons- F3C. I don't consider myself even F3N whatever type, right? But the the thing is not that. It's just that, like, I think these standings are, like, you can either hover and, and like, do very sport maneuvers, or you have to be, like, a crazy No, that's not pilot. true. That's not true. The, the AMA classes of the – we're calling it F3N, but it's the same as the F3C. There's AMA classes, and it's uh, – I don't have the maneuvers in front of me, but it's stuff you can do if you just practice, you know. Is it hovering? No. Okay, because I thought all of that shit was hovering. No. I thought F3C there's very all little hovering. hover. No. Okay, F3C so I'm mistaken with that because I thought class okay. one of F3, whatever that's, is hovering. All I hear is people talking about hovering, hovering, oh. hovering. Okay. The sportsman class in the, the AMA one, the one that mm-hmm. I was practicing for, yeah. three hovering maneuvers and then uh, four or five flying maneuvers. Loops, rolls, stall turns, procedure turn, approach to hover. So that's like flying around stuff you got to do, right? But then there's okay. only three hovering maneuvers. You do those first. It takes, you know, two minutes to do all three of them. So it's not all hovering. And then the F3EN stuff is, um, you know, no maneuvers. So what's class two in, what is class two or class three? Well, I don't get what those are then. Okay, that's the there's a sportsman and there's like the advanced and the expert. The mo- maneuvers just get more difficult the higher do up. Do you, you go. still hover in class two and class three? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have so many hover maneuvers and so many flying maneuvers. And they get more and more difficult. The hover maneuvers get more difficult and the flying maneuvers get more difficult. And then the F3N type, type stuff is 3D. 
it's 3D, but that's like music. But then there's also technical and something else, right? Like it's yes. like not just one flight. Yes, but the but the AMA classes are very very basic. So it's stuff that you could probably do if you looked at it. I did, uh, you know, you do a flight to music, but it it's, it's doesn't it's not at the level of something that you're thinking about. It can, yeah, because it it can seems just like throw these, a song on and fly around and just kind of sort of halfway do a good job and you'll place really well at it. To me, I look at it like if it's an F3C or F3N, it's like you have to be a pro pilot. Like not I'm team SAB pro pilot, but like you have to be top 10 percentile or you won't no. be able to compete. No. You know, not I mean, not the Urcha classes. I don't know what I'm not Urcha, but the NATS, the AMA class. Yeah, I don't know what at, the class for. Here, not at all the, you know, you got Eaton Bryce up there does a competition every year. Yeah, Monty, but he's a great but, hoverer. <laughs> he oh, hovers amazingly. I feel like I I'm just, talking I to a wall. Do it. Yes, it is. you are. But you're not going to get through with this. Like, as long as you have to hover, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. And not because I can't hover, because I find that shit super boring. And it's like. Well, maybe somebody else would. I know, like- I know. And that's why I was like, oh, let me just shut up. You guys <laughs> could do the thing. I won't, you know. But to me, like, and you can edit all the stuff you want to. But to me, like, I don't. They don't give, like, I guess there is, like, more basic or more entry-level classes. Yes. That's but now with the F3N or F3C, right? Just with the AMA NAS yes. stuff, right? Yes. Okay. The the F3N stuff does, there are different classes, but that's already a fairly advanced when you It's get like advanced or master, right? Like expert but, master. But, like, like, the master's class w- is the AMA one that's below the actual f AI F3N. You see what I'm saying? Like Monty did his competition down in North Carolina, the one I was mm-hmm. going to go to, yeah. and all the hooligan guys competed. John actually won the F3N part of it. And he's a good pilot, but he's not super technical or anything. And he's that's what he told me. He said you just pick you can pick out all these maneuvers and they have a K factor. So the a maneuver. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, the harder the maneuver is, the more points you get. Yeah, I remember but, Nick talking about the K factor. But, right, but yeah. pick stuff that you can do. So you pick four or five maneuvers, whatever it is, maybe TikTok or a, you know, just whatever. I don't have them in front of me, and you you go practice those, and then you go do them. You get judged on it. But that's the thing. There's different levels. Hmm. Maybe me, you know, maybe Kevin and I would want to do some where we do a couple hover maneuvers and we do loops and rolls. Listen, you may want to don't do one drag me you into go, your hovering shit. Go, go to <laughs> music. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, my whole point own. is, it's your hobby. You can, people want to hover and do the competition stuff. More power to them. I'm okay with that. But like, like Angel, right? Like, dude, he, yeah. dude, good, you know, awesome job. He won first place. It's great. Yeah, um, absolutely. The point is, uh, I see it like this. So you're flying, you've been flying a couple years. You're pretty good sport pilot it's hard for you to really do hardcore 3d. So now what do you do? Like, Oh, well maybe I'll try this competition. It'll give me something to actually practice and work towards. Mm-hmm. You might that do it. Sense. You might hate it. You don't like it. You might do it. And it's like, Hey, this is really fun. I, I, you know, I'm now I know what I can do better for next year. So I'm going to try it again next year. And it gives you a goal 
to in your flying to work towards. You know you're not going to go out here and be Kyle Stacy, but you might could practice these sport type flying maneuvers and get good at them and win a competition like Angel. Yeah. That's a perfect example. Okay, I see that. Hmm, did I get through to the wall? I don't know. No. Or maybe no. just give up arguing. You, you, you got through you got through part of the way. I just think like if there's less than three people compete less than five people competing, it shouldn't be a competition. Because you're just gonna be like, Okay, here's the first two winners. Ooh. You know, it's like you're guaranteed to win. It's like participation trophies at that point for me. Well that's how I get too. I came in second in that race. Well, how many people were in it? Two. Two, yeah, and that's the point me. I'm trying to make. Like that's bullshit well, in my opinion. Yeah, that, yeah. that I agree, one hundred percent. And I understand, you know, announcing this stuff, talking about it, can bring more people into it. Which, no, that part, I'll, I, I will confidently say, I'm sorry about that. Apology. Like, yes, that part I understand. Yes, we need more people to do this, so that way it's not exactly. only two that's people my out whole of two. Point. Yeah, people. there's two people, and that's bullshit. But we can't get more people to do it if they yeah, don't, don't even know it exists. It, right? Sure. Yes. So I will. I will definitely. Yes. I apologize for that, and I do agree <laughs> with that statement. But if there's less than five or less than ten people, it shouldn't be a competition, in my opinion, because it's a participation award. Just saying. Anyways, we can move it on. You're really gonna love this, this speed cup, then. I'm uh, sure that's the same thing, right? That's even worse. Yeah, is it? Is it like one person competing yeah. in in the, in the? Yeah, in some of the classes the class? only had one or two. Like I don't know. I mean, but then it sucks because I would hate to be the person that tells these two guys that practice and worked on this. Yeah, you. All that's year. the thing. You work and you practice yeah. and say, and oh, nobody well, else shows up. So then, what do you do? Up. You're the only one in that class. And I so. understand that. I understand, you know. It's I, I kind def- of a rock and a hard place at this point. It is. And it sucks that just, you know, not more people are either into it. You know, because I was looking at the Urcha scores, right? And I was looking at the scores, and people, like, didn't even score, and they were on the list. Like, how do you not score? That means you didn't compete, and you're on the list of, like, winning, you know? For what? I don't know which one was it. I was looking at one of them, and I was just like, this person didn't even compete. Pete, or Th- that was the finish. waiting list for ice cream, dude. You were at. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, but anyways, I don't want to. You know, I want to harp on a team much. I mean, that's that, that's my issues, not anyone else's. Um, well put. Deal well, with. if you have any interest in this type of stuff or Nats in general, if you fly airplanes, control line gliders. Any of this stuff, this goes on all month of June at the AMA headquarters. Uh, scale aircraft, iMac, any of this stuff. There's you a can lot. Check of it out. Yeah, it, and I was um, one of the websites that kind of has some information. Always has the results for this stuff. Is HTTP colon slash slash nats. That's n a t s dot model aircraft dot org. You can go there and get all kinds of info and see the results and stuff. And this is not just helis. This is airplanes. It's actually more airplane stuff. They There's just, a lot of airplane stuff. They always end on the helis because it leads into Urcha. Mm. But go check it out. I mean, it's the same with same. All the things I just said about helis also apply to airplanes. Yep. You're flying around. You you don't have a goal so you're just boring holes in the sky not doing anything 
look into maybe a competition, a pattern or IMAC or something where you have to learn some maneuvers and practice those and work on them. It'll make all of your flying that much better. Yeah. Guaranteed. So Urcha Speed Cup happened. Uh, you know, it's like we said, there's not a whole lot to it. I don't even know if you want to go through them or not. I don't even know who, I guess. If, oh, okay. Here's the results. I see what you're talking about. Okay. The picture. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to go through it. There's not too many names here. I can't even get it to load on my thing. I can read it. You want to read them real quick? It's not pulling up on my thing for some reason. Yeah, I, I don't understand this. I guess uh, Sport 1 class is a Goblin Fireball. Michael Shaggy Parker won that. Uh, his time mm-hmm. at 92 miles an hour. Class 2, Gowie X5, uh, Charles Booker. Uh Came in first, I guess, for that. Um, that eighty-eight miles an hour, or is he yep, coming eighty-eight point seven average? No, yeah. that's that's Those first place in that classes. class. Yeah, and then you have the Sport Four Gas class. They were all running uh, miniature aircraft whiplash models. Nice. I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. Lucas uh, Bislich, uh, eighty-eight point six miles an hour. Joseph Schrenner. Yep. 89.4 so yep. was, yeah, was second, second place. Mm-hmm. And winning it was Raja Borscht-Kosh. That's our buddy Raja at 93 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sport 4 class, the Synergy 766 uh, flown by Brian English was uh, 143 miles an hour, 0.6 miles an hour. Wow. Uh, a TDR2 by Dmitry Sidro, Sidoro. Sidorov. Sidorov. 152.1 mile an hour. Blanton Riviera with a goblin speed. Uh, clocked in at 154.7 miles an hour. And the winner of the Sport 4 was Jeff Bitter at uh, 167.2 miles an hour. Nice. Let's see. Formula 3 uh, with R5V2. Both both guys uh, flying this. Our buddy Charles Booker finished second with uh, 124 Point four miles an hour, and J.C. Zankel uh, won that at a 134.3 miles an hour. Nice. And uh, Formula 4, which this is amazing. This is like the unlimited class. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is just crazy. Gablo S, uh, flown by Santiago uh, Panzardi, 151.3 miles an hour, and winning that with a Goblin Comet. Is uh-huh. Blanton Riviera at one seventy three point zero miles an hour? Go team SAB USA one seventy three. Tall and ass. Holy yeah, cow! And that's that's the average speed, right? Like yeah, that's upwind and downwind average. Yeah. 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 So it could have been, and, and most likely it was a faster clock time. I think it's downwind, but still, sure. overall speed was fast. That's hauling. Mm-hmm. Very fast. Shaggy with that damn fireball. I can't <laughs> believe he's winning competitions with a damn fireball. No, but he's competing against no one. That's the point I'm trying to make. Some of these competitions that I don't know. It's I'm, I'm, that's why we I need know, to get the word out there. I, somebody, I'm on I'm on the odd man out on this. I know that's fine. Somebody needs to step up and kick his ass. I'm sure he'd appreciate the competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that absolutely. I, that I, that I believe. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, let's talk about the rest of the competition real quick. 
You want to blast through some of this stuff? Yeah, let's blast through okay. it. Okay, Battle of the Brands. We have third place, Kyle Dahl, representing Team Makato. Second place, Kyle Stacy for Team BK slash SAB USA. And first place, all the way from Thailand, Khan Punoy for Team XL Power. Yeah. Awesome. Congrats, everyone who competed. Yep. Uh, night flying. So this is the regular under the... Uh, not LED under the lights. There's the LED lit up. Lit up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And third place, we have Bobby Watts with the Dell card. Uh, says so. Uh, second place, Mitch Moroza. I thought he crashed, though. No, that was the other flight. Yeah. And then first place, Ben Stork, dude. Ben's flight. Yeah. Freaking fantastic, dude. I'm like doing that old yeah. tiny thing with the shaking yeah. the hand. Okay, simple. Like freaking. Fucking awesome, dude! Yeah, dude, his, the, his light setup was amazing. Amazing. His did you know he had two controllers though? I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah. No, his dad was controlling the lights. No, like, no, not on this rig. You that's sure? not what he said. That was how he did it back okay. in ten years. Maybe that's ago. how he did it back. 10 now years, his yes. dad did a whole thing with sequence the, and stuff, right? The the um the LEDs that are computer controlled. You know, they're all okay. Address like Kevin yeah. was kind of doing, yeah. okay, and then programmed all, right, so he all that, that. And all right. controlled it from one transmitter. Cool, cool. I gotta say those that lineup, you know what they judged in the night fly is exactly what I saw. I thought Bobby Watts threw it on a great flight and mm-hmm. had some cool shit, but Mitch was definitely uh, second, and Ben was first. Definitely, I would have judged them exactly the same way. Yeah, Mitch had an amazing flight and did fireworks and flew yeah. through them. Right, but he had some good choreography and stuff to the music as well, yes. as well as the. So yeah, but Ben didn't have opinion, that amazing night rig. I mean, in yeah, my probably opinion, Mitch and then Bobby. Yep. In my opinion, there's a big gap between first and second and third. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Ben fucking killed it. it he really did just, an amazing, amazing it, job. It was almost a perfect night flight. Yeah. yeah. Like the 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 maneuvers choreographed with the music mm-hmm. choreographed the lights was mm-hmm. like spot on. Like I didn't feel like there was any part where like he messed up or right. the timing was off or anything, right. dude. It was just from start to finish. Well, and he, which second start to finish. <laughs> yeah. Well he had the amazing night rig, which which is cool in its own, but the way he used it and the way he choreographed yes. the music yes. and right. the way he flew to the music. Like yeah. his timing was yeah. on point. Uh, it wasn't like he just threw lights on his thing and said, no. "Okay, I'm going to fly." You know, to me, no, he, he, everything come together to make a friggin' yes. amazing fly, amazing, amazing fly. Yep. All right, and then King of the Midnight Sun. There's only one name here. I no, know there no. wasn't one competitor. There's only one winner. But this was one of the most amazing flights I've ever seen under the the lights. Um, Kan Punoy just threw down. He was doing all these different maneuvers, and then he would just go, whoop, skids, skids out, or skids in, I mean, yeah. you know, he goes, skids yeah. out, every this, skids weird in. Like, orientation oh my God. you think of. Yeah, yeah. and so many times happen. just on the deck, like scraping blades, scraping tail blades, like, wow. So, good, good freaking job, man. Yeah. Um, real quick, there's a, we, we got a chance to uh, see a miniature aircraft at the turbine conversion kit, right? Yep. Um, and we were, they were kind of like behind the, the, their Minair tent and, you know, they kind of started, you know, so we kind of went back there and took a look at it and, and you know, hung, hanging out with them for a little bit as they were starting that thing up. And that thing, I don't know, seemed pretty cool. I didn't get a chance to see it fly, though. 
But, they flew um, it a couple times. Yeah. I, I heard they had to really turn up the head it. speed. Like, they need to change the gearing on it or something. Well, That's what I heard. Uh, yeah, somebody said that he actually had it limited at 75% power mm. for the first first flight or two, I guess, to make sure everything was okay. Was it going to explode or something? So, I don't. I didn't get to see it when they turned it up, so I don't know really how it flew or, or whatever. Yeah. It looks cool. I mean, it's a, it's a native... It's not a conversion, you know. It's a purpose-built turbine model, which is I don't know of anybody else doing that. But that's right. pretty neat. Wait, wasn't like it? Gasser. It wasn't a conversion after a gasser. No, no. This oh, is a okay. this is a purpose-built turbine like model. Wow, awesome! Sure, he'll put into production eventually. Mm-hmm. What else do we have here? We have a a new blade holly, right? Yeah. I, did we talk about this? I couldn't I remember. So. I don't think we did. Blade yeah. 150S bind and fly. Not size. 155 main blades. <sighs> okay. Maybe you guys can help me. Why, why this? What's different about this versus the 230S? Just and the size. Why this over the 230 since they're almost the same size? Just No, they're not almost the same size. I mean the same price. I'm sorry. Oh, same price. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I would. I mean, unless your backyard can only support a smaller holly, I'm thinking. But like you, you're talking about, they have a 130s and a 180s, and now there's a 150s. It's like, do you really need a middle size between do the they 130? Have a 130, but that's not a like a 3D heli, is it? I mean, supposedly <laughs> the, old, the 180 was. Hasn't it been discontinued? It's the 180 um, the Fusion FX. 180 now. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I don't understand where I this kind of fits into that market. I mean, I, I watched a video and it looked like maybe it was a little more three D capable than the two thirty, but that's hard to tell from a video. I think it's just a pilot. Right. Yeah. Yeah, at that point, yeah. Because I mean, it has the same like setup, right? Like it's yeah, it's kind of you know, obviously scaled down a little bit more, but it still has like the same fly rods unit. It's still the same type of you know brushless tail drive, brushless main motor, like metal geared servos like i mean it just seems like a very smaller version of it it's 200 bucks bind and fly and what's the 230s is 214 215 i don't i don't i guess i don't see the place for it exactly but this one's green (laughs) yeah Uh, you have a good point No, I just, I think, I just don't know. Like, it's, it, it is that weird middle ground. Like, why not just get the 230? Unless you're really harping on the size of the the bird to fly in a smaller place, like an indoor place. Like, I'd probably feel more comfortable flying a 150S indoors at NEF than I would a 230S. Maybe. It's like a, they call it, uh, what's the blades, did you say? The 14.2 main rotor diameter, where I think the 230 is like an, 18 or 16 yeah it's it's not a ton i mean it's smaller but it's not a huge amount smaller yeah and it's only a little bit bigger than the 130s but the 130s in my opinion is garbage yeah i don't think that even counts as yeah you know the only reason i could see somebody looking at this and maybe picking it up just specifically this one is because they're like Oh, I have a bunch of 500 milliamp hour batteries lying around 3s you know that and the other what's the the, the 230 size, is like yeah. eight at 800, you know? Yeah, so that's a good may- point. Maybe, but that, I'm, maybe, but yeah. I'm maybe totally coming in, from little phone planes or something. No, but yeah. I'm totally in agreement with Steve. Like, I, I, why is my biggest question? Why come out? Yeah, with that, like that, this? well, I mean, that was my question from the very start. 
Who's yeah, it yeah. for? Yeah. Yeah. Not sure. And but of course, like about an Blake, idiot, I didn't talk to any of the people at Horizon Hobby, so I don't really know anything yeah, about it. Yeah, I didn't even know this was there. Like, I might have seen the box and be like, oh, cool. Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, talking about Blade, though, I did get a chance to see James's, uh, what was it, IX20 or 22 or something? Tw- yeah, 20 something. 22, yeah. Yeah, IX22? Yeah. That thing oh, looked cool. pretty cool, crazy. The screen was. If, to me, I thought the screen was bigger than the V Control touch screen. Yeah. Did it look like a like an iPad with gimbals attached to it? No, I mean, it, no. you know what it looked like? It looked like they're the crazy like leather wrapped radio with the metal gimbals, kind of like that, but with a big screen. Uh, so it's only going to cost a lot, like four thousand dollars. No, no, but it wasn't made out of metal, or at least I don't think it did. Like it looked, I don't know, it just looked like a more complicated version of an iX12. To tell you the truth. Um, Two speakers, James said. Because yeah. I was like, oh, okay. my friend has an iX12 and he has a problem with the speakers being too low. He's like, yeah, there's two on this one. <laughs> that's good. That's nice. So that's an improvement. Cool. Um, but more interesting than even that, James Haley had a little pet project there. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And I told him he should get he should get Horizon Hobby to build it. So he that had, seems to be the trend. Yeah. So he had a blade... Um, it was a 480 stretch to a 550, mm-hmm. but powered by a nitro motor. Nice. Yes. Wow. A blade nitro. Blade nitro. You know, I know it's not the market for blade, right? Like blades are marketed for like the, the beginner to intermediate, you know? Um, but damn, that's so cool to have a nitro. Like, especially with Horizon Hobbies. They produce nitro motors, right? They have the Evolution Series motors and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, why not make a nitro? Maybe you know, for the more advanced. Do you think they'll make folks. they'll make this? <sighs> a part of me says probably not because it's not in their market, but a part of me really, really hopes they do because they can branch into this market a little, and this will be like an easy like maybe build it as like a, a um you know a ready to fly binder flyer kit or something that someone can go from an electric into nitro without having to like learn all the nuances of nitro initially at least you know with building and setup and maybe go from there and be able to like break in the motor and start flying and get used to it and then tune it a little bit and you know so i don't know i think they should i told them you know i i really hope they do but yeah you know, who I think knows? it's a long shot. Honestly, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. see it happening. Honestly, yeah, yeah. honestly, I think only because very- the Horizon is is a large company compared to these other. You know, we got Mikado. The reason I say that is the pet project. We had Kyle Dahl with the Glogo, uh-huh. and then Nick Maxwell with the Diablo. Uh-huh. You know, Mikado's. I mean, it's still a small company compared to Horizon Hobby, uh-huh. and Diablo is a tiny company. So, yeah. I mean, they can make 50 kits and sell them and be fine. I, I see Horizon looking at the numbers and saying, no way. Yeah, we but, need to sell I, I could be 10,000 units, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we need to sell 1,000 of these, and we're only projecting 200. Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. But I could be wrong. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe do a limited run. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a conversion kit or conversion. something? Yeah, yeah, right? Like... Maybe for the folks that are, because I feel like a lot of blade pilots 
are evolving, right? They're getting better. Sure, they're, they're absolutely. Learning. I mean, that's the natural and, evolution is the bigger. And, and you know, because Blade is so, like, catered to a certain, um, you know, uh, flying level, right? Flight yeah. level, experience level, skill level, that what happens when you get, when you advance past the Blade line? You automatically have to go through another manufacturer. But you know Blade, like you, you've been working on their helicopters. You know their, the way that they set Understand up. Understand how, yeah, everything works. Yeah, so then, like, it sucks that you're now losing that customer that was such a dear customer of yours, right? Like, they were hardcore Blade customers. I was a hardcore Blade 450X customer. I don't know how many thousands of dollars I spent on parts. But, you know, as soon as, like, I got to that 550 size, it discontinued Proline, and what did I do? I jumped ship. I went yeah. to Goblin, you know, and then I tried Synergy and everything else. So it's like... I don't know. I feel like something like this would maybe hold that customer base a little bit longer in their lifespan of, of you know, um, of the skill set, right? Of like that intermediate going towards more of the the more comfortable advanced pilots that are wanting to build a mm-hmm. machine from kits and, and set up with their own electronics and stuff. So, Yeah, speaking of that, we should mention that they've got the stretch kit now for the yes. Fusion 480. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stretches it to a 550, I believe. And it's a hundred and thirty bucks. Okay, with a stretch kit, nice. Yeah. And it comes with blades. And I don't know kit. what it comes with. It doesn't say. I'm it's sure just, it comes with blades, though, because it's blade is like that, right? There. Yeah, it almost would have to, because what would it be? Just a boom and a belt. Just a box. A shroud. Boom, boom, belt, and maybe some gearing. I don't know. I mean, I just saw it on the website here, but they don't really have any information. And I remember reading about it in some of the releases from urcha so i mean now they're 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 that's a 550 size i mean they're they're knocking on the door of big haley's yep so maybe they'll come out with something else yeah cool all right let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby what's next for you andy next for me well in a few days well okay first i gotta unload stuff from the camper I've been so lazy about that. I, I unloaded the golf cart, took that back to my mother, and made sure there wasn't any too big uh, dents and bruises and stuff in it, <laughs> which there wasn't. Not a golf cart? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. No. <Yeah. laughs> took that back, and and then pretty much everything else is still in the camper. So it's just parked here at my house. Oh, we were so easy on your golf cart compared to the year before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, that's you're supposed to be. You're supposed to do dumb stuff with other golf carts. But in a few days, August 7th through the 10th, is the big fun fly here in Knoxville at House Mountain, Huckfest. It's uh, predominantly 3D airplane stuff. I'm going to try to get down to that for a day. Our buddy Ethan always comes down. Oh, cool. A bunch of the 3D plane guys are there. Probably be a couple heli people. I'm going to try to uh, hang out at that for at least one day and meet some of those guys, see what's going on with that. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Yep. What about you guys? I think TFR. we're going to be trumped, yeah. So I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm going to try to fly somewhere. I need to I need to fly a little bit more. I have a couple of things I want to try maneuver-wise. Um you know, it's great. One of the great things about going to these fun flights is you see someone flying, you're like, 
Oh, I yeah. can do that Inspiration. maneuver. Yeah, okay. it's like, oh, I'm I can gonna, do that. Yeah, I'm going to keep that in my memory bank, and I'm going to try it when I get home, right? And so, so there's a couple of things I do want to learn and, and give it a try. So I want to definitely fly. Um, I'll maybe go up to Rockland, maybe see if Greg and those guys are flying. Greg, Ed, Kevin, and those guys, Alex. So we'll okay. see. Uh, what about you, Kevin? I don't know what I'm doing. I was hoping to get some flying in. I'm going to be on call again, and I have my niece's... Um, engagement party saturday night so i'm not sure what's going oh yeah happen. you're done <laughs> you're done yeah you're gonna be working yeah Plus, between my work stuff and is getting... still in the uh in the jeep from picking up from rob so i haven't oh really that. yeah oh but you picked it up today right yeah okay yeah yeah i unloaded all my stuff but i'm like i left the uh i was a black nitro on the table it's like you you I gotta get you going again. I gotta. <laughs> I'm looking at you. I gotta get that motor. I murdered I gotta, you, but I'll I murdered you. you. So I gotta. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta make you know men's. <laughs> I gotta. Uh, <laughs> I gotta finish the Foxy Five. I'll probably be working on that. If oh, nice. Yeah, at least get yeah, that done. Cool. Yeah. If I'm not working, awesome. working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, I got one more thing. I forgot. Oh yeah. What's up? Um, August 24th and 25th. I'm having a fun fly here at the club in morristown cherokee rc flyers it's going to be a mix so there'll be planes and helis but if anybody's within a couple hours of morristown and wants to come check it out please do i'm going to get light towers so we can night fly saturday night for sure i'll probably be there friday night so come on out hang out with us it'll be fun cool all right, so we kind of went long on this episode, and I don't know. We haven't yeah. been doing the wrap-up for like three weeks now, or three episodes, I guess. So why not keep it for a fourth one? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right, so let's do the outro here. Um, drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at freefrc at gmail.com. Send, that's where you send all your hate mail to Steve, okay? Tell him you hate all the, the knock on the gnats and the competition flying and all that fun or stuff. Te- or tell us that he's absolutely right and you hate or, it as well. Or maybe, yeah, maybe you agree. Maybe you don't. I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. Um, you know, maybe if there's only two people competing, there can only be one winner. I don't know. Um, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. Check out our webpage, show. Say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, flight test forums off the field audio and video production other than flight test podcast free for podcasting next to our friends the EFT community cast uh who I know I know I know every time we get to this section I know I'm so bummed I know I know I think uh, so they're like they're like done done right I think or just done the, just the Andre show but even then no that's the FT community oh sorry cast. that's that's, that's cast, yeah. sorry no that's the FT RC after hours yeah. community cast I haven't I don't even know last episode. Was it last year sometime? I think it was November of last year. Yeah, it's over. It's all you know what at this point coming it's coming up on a year. It's over. Yeah, it's like three quarters already. Yeah, so. they're st- they're done. Yeah, they're Take done. them out of the rotation. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that. Uh, let's see, fellow podcasters, we might have to take some of these guys out of rotation too. <laughs> RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Walt Ned. Yep. Hello Rotor podcast. Mike, Mike, and Robert. Uh, the RC and <laughs> RC yeah. after Andre show, the after Andre show, the RC Canadian show, yeah, the RC Andre show, yeah, uh, BKRC podcast, Burton Kyle, 
the RC roundtable with Fitz Terry and Lee. Yeah, I gotta email them and see when Kevin can when they can have Kevin on the show. Yeah, um, yeah. flight test there. podcast. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going yeah. on with that one either. I don't know. I think we might scratch those off the list too. Uh, and our buddy Bill and YouTube channel, Bill and yeah, who said he uh recorded about 400 gigs worth of footage. Yeah. I heard he had to run out and buy more memory cards. Yeah. At the event. Yeah. And so. depends. I heard. Yeah. I had so much fun oh, making man. fun of Bill. I oh, it. man. Oh, man. Yeah, it was fun. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> but I love uh, it. Bill's the best. Yeah, all right. All right. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Bill's Bill is the best. He takes it with stride. Right? He don't. He doesn't want to get to him. Uh, all right. Thanks to our listeners. Free our skies. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Nice to meet you. See you. <laughs> see ya. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Oh. Lap. <laughs> oh, man. Can I stop this? Oh.